here we are back again for another week at the barbershop. I'm your host, Mark Gray, playersvoice.com, joined to the right of me by former lottery pick, Damar Johnson. How you doing today, brother? Have a good Thanksgiving? That's awesome. That's what I love to hear. The man behind the scenes, the producer, the man who makes all the magic not happen. A1, how you doing today, brother? Doing well, as always. How was your Thanksgiving? Not bad. Okay. And welcome back, our football analyst, nine-year NFL vet, Lamont Jordan. How you doing today, brother? I'm good, man. How you doing? Good, good, good. How was your Thanksgiving? Awesome. Awesome. Good. That's what I like to hear. Hope everybody out there had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, while we're on the topic of Thanksgiving, um, well, before we get into the NFL games, we really haven't touched on the Final Four here. I guess I'll go around the table. DJ, you start off. Who you got for your Final Four playing for that ta- uh, that uh, BCS championship? Or who do you want to see? Who I want to see? Um, obviously, Alabama. Right. Um, probably Clemson, Ohio State. Clemson still. Okay. Um, I, I would have liked to see Louisville get in there, but you know the last the last week against Houston. Yeah, well against Houston and you know, they lost they lost last week too. Um, no, Houston uh, beat them by beat them good too. Houston. Worse than what the score was. Washington, I'll tell you. Yeah, they they got they got they got exposed to that. I feel like okay. the Houston game, right? Houston game and it was, it was a few other games but I'm like man the way they blitzing this kid I feel like the environment like man you're getting too much attention man you're about to <laughs> you about to let these dudes get at you you think the Heisman's going out the window nah I, I think the Heisman should, should still be there okay nobody else has, has stepped up and did the numbers he's put up he's put up against good teams he should still be the Heisman but that last team I really I really would like to see Michigan and Ohio State in there too I don't, know, I don't know how that could happen. Again, back to, back to see, the, see the same game again. They might. First of all, it was a good game. It was. It was a game that Michigan should have won. They might not necessarily have to play each other. Because mm-hmm. whoever would play Alabama, I feel like they going to lose. Then whoever wins the other games is going to play Alabama and lose. <laughs> so this is just all Alabama already. I, that's how I felt. I mean, but, I mean, I've been surprised more than once this year. Yeah. A1, you got a four? Um, same thing, Alabama, um, Clemson, Michigan, Ohio, Ohio State. It was um, Alabama, Clemson in the title last year, right? No. Yes. Yes. Clemson, I think, gave him a pretty good run last year. I'd like to see him run that back again. Lamont, you got a four? Uh, I would like to see uh, Michigan in there. I don't, I don't think that they're going to get in. Um, so I, I think it'll be Alabama. Ohio State. I like to see Washington. I like to see Washington, and um, I wouldn't mind seeing Wisconsin. I think, I think they're, they have to take care of. Uh, I think that's a team that, that I like to see. It, but I think Washington is, for me is the team that I'm keeping a close eye on. I, I would just love to see uh, Michigan and Ohio State in an actual playoff game. I think that'd be pretty. Michigan and Ohio State. Yeah, neutral site. I yep. feel like that was damn near playoff game last week. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I like I like to see that again. Again, yeah. wasn't it? Um, wasn't it two or three years ago that we had a repeat and people were saying, you know, we, we shouldn't have that repeat game. It was LSU Alabama. Right, and then they and then they mm-hmm. ended up having the repeat. Yeah, yeah. They didn't think that um because LSU beat Alabama, they didn't think that um um LSU should have had to play them again. Right. 
Um, I guess that's it before we get into the NFL. We go straight to the Thanksgiving Day uh, games. We start off with the first game was the uh, Minnesota-Detroit game, which I'm not even really sure why anybody would watch. Uh, and anything you wanted, wanted was at like, what, 1230? Once they <laughs> said no no digs. Minnesota just really has no offensive weapons whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, when you talk about no AP and no digs, it gets pretty bad uh, pretty early. Early, in, I mean, Bradford, not bad here, obviously, 31 for 37. Um, which is impressive, but it looks like he was just throwing the ball a whole lot of checkdowns because he still only got 224 yards um, for an average of six yards an attempt. So that's not exactly setting the world on fire. Detroit still can't figure out who exactly they are, but I can tell you who they are is a team with seven wins yeah. and controlling their own destiny to the playoffs. Uh, I don't have much to say about this game. You, DJ? Nah, don't have much to say at all. Boogie? No, I'm happy Detroit won. I think the Redskins need Detroit to uh, win that division. Okay. Go to that next one. The next one, the game that uh, I guess probably the, it's probably one of the biggest games. of the, of the. It's definitely the biggest game in this area. It's the Washington, D.C. Super Bowl for sure. Uh, the first of the two-part um, series. And Redskins, Cowboys, you know, I'll let you go first, A1, as a, uh, as a Redskins fan. I'm disappointed to say the least, but I thought it was a impressive loss. If there's a, I mean, I don't necessarily believe in moral victories, but, um, I think that that was a, um, game to kind of show what the Redskins are made of against a, the basically, I guess what people would consider right now the best team in the league. And, um, I think we played well. Um, it basically came down to, you could kind of say we lost because of two missed field goals. Um, I know that's, that it doesn't always work out like that. Um, but I thought it was an impressive loss. I think the team overall defense could use some work, but again, that's the best team in the league. So I was pretty impressed by the performance all around. DJ, what'd you see? Um, I think the Redskins, they, they, they got one dimensional. They couldn't run the ball. So Kurt was forced to throw the ball 53 times. Um, a lot of times, man. And, and threw it well. I mean, Redskins got some, some weapons out there. Um, but you know them them not being able to run the ball and like I say the missed field goals. I think right now Dallas is just even like Dak Prescott. He he just he's getting better and better. His numbers wasn't outstanding, but just the way he controls the game. Um, there never it never seems like Dallas has been pretty much you know rattled all year. So I mean, it's a, it's, Redskins are a good team. Dallas is a better team. It was a good game, a lot of hype, and it actually lived up to the hype. I agree with you about the Kirk Cousins becoming, not Kirk Cousins necessarily, but the team becoming one-dimensional. And when you do that, you make it that much easier for the defense. Lamont, I'll let you get into that uh, when you go about the difference between, you know, having to worry when the teams become one-dimensional. Um, the Cowboys are as advertised. Uh, they're impressive and they're rolling. Michael Irvin came out and said that he would like them to lose, and he caught a lot of flack for that, and I agree with him. Uh we talk about it a lot in um, college basketball, you know, like uh, when we're rooting for Maryland and they when you start going on these long winning streaks, it seems like every winning streak, you know, a loss is coming. So you'd rather get it out the way now before you go before you go into the playoffs. So um, I, I they're going to lose one of them. So you'd rather get it out the way in the regular season now. But the Cowboys are rolling and firing on all cylinders. And if they can stay healthy and it, we're seeing uh, Dez come to life a little bit more and more each week. Zeke keeps doing what he's doing. Offense line is doing what it's doing. Um, the, dif- the difference is, like I was saying, 
there are bad days ahead for Dak Prescott. You, just mathematically speaking, you know, they have to come. So I'd rather get that bad game out the way now if I'm a Cowboys fan. The Redskins are good, man. The Redskins are a good team. Um, it was a good test for them. And, you know, they came up short against a good team on the road. I don't, I don't think there's anything to hang your uh, head if you're a Redskins fan. Um, you, I, I do think you need to get that game when they come here. But uh, that's all I take from it. And the, the running game, we I feel like. Yeah, they beat yeah. us at Oh, that's right. That's correct. Yeah, sweep, so yeah. that's a sweep then. So that is something to worry about. But the Redskins running game, just when you want to pat them on the back, the following week they don't show up. And it's been that way all year from, you know, one game Matt Jones has 100 and something yards, the next week, you know, he has 10 yards. And now it looks like Kelly's following Renault in that footsteps as well and that the running game just can't really seem to get on the on the right page. So it's when, when you talk about, and and I kind of agree, I mean, a little bit to what Mike Irvin is saying, but how do you lose a game without hey. literally throwing the game? If you're just a better team, you're just going to. If you play better, you're going to win. How do you, how do you do that? I think that's for the, a fan to cheer for, not for yeah. the team. The team's yeah. going to go out there and attempt to win, yeah. but you just know how many times have we seen, you know, whatever it is, especially in college basketball, it happens all the time. The team's undefeated, you know, whether it's Kentucky, whatever. And it's just like every, every game you carry that Absolutely. weight. Absolutely. You get uh, more comfortable. Right. You get more complacent. The hunger is not. Right. Yeah, because you feel like just because you put your uniform on, you're going to win. Yeah. So, uh, that's all, I mean, they're, they're, but they're rolling. You know, they're, they're definitely rolling. And, uh, it's, you know, the question was today, is a Super Bowl or bust for them? Which sounds kind of silly, but I still say that's silly, to be honest with you. Go ahead, Lamont. Just on a real quick note, Dallas does have the third best rush defense in the league. Okay. Um, for me, this game came down to, I just see a Redskins team that on defense, I just think they need to man up. Like when you're playing against a, 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 I think the defense got exposed to me. And the Redskins, the Redskins defense got exposed for just how soft they really are. There's a difference between flying around and moving fast and rallying to the ball, and in moments where you just got to flat out put your face in the man's chest, either get ran over, whatever you have to do, but reaching out trying to arm tackle Ezekiel Elliott and continue to try to arm tackle, and I see it consistent. It's been consistent throughout the year. Backs who run downhill on the Redskins, the Redskins defenders, especially when they get to the secondary, want no part of contact. If I'm a running back and I'm playing against the Redskins defense, then I'm licking my chops because I know. Well, Whitney was supposed to be a hard hitter. I mean, he, there's a difference between supposed to be a hard hitter. See, this when I approached the game and I was playing against a perceived hard hitter, I looked at how they handled big backs, how they handled downhill backs. Everybody looks good if you catch somebody slipping. Mm-hmm. Anybody can look like a hard hitter if you catch somebody slipping. Mm-hmm. But I want to see how you look when you got somebody 230, 225, 230 coming downhill at you. And now what are you going to do? And what I see time after time with the Washington Redskins is these guys are reaching their arm tackling. Their linebackers do a terrible job of filling the gaps. Um, and, and defensively, they have to step up. When you have an offense that moves the ball the way the Redskins are able to move the ball, Defensively, and I said this at the beginning of the season, the Redskins defense is going to have to be what carries the Redskins through. And as long as, look, we can talk about Josh Norman, we can talk about hype and all this kind of stuff, but at the end of the day, if this team doesn't learn how to, if they don't just man up and learn how to tackle and hit, forget tackling, let's get up there and hit people. And that's what I take out of this game. Dallas offensive line, they are monsters. Did y'all see how, I mean, they were always down the field. 
And when you see your offensive lineman 15, 20 yards down the field getting blocks and topping people off, um, pause, um, <laughs> you know, those are things that, 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 that you look for. And, and I'm really impressed with what the Dallas Cowboys are doing. But I don't think that it's Super Bowl. But. Now, now you said it's interesting. I want to I want to question you on something. That was on my. Uh, you said you wore it more. You want to see them hit, not necessarily tackle. I would have thought it would have been the reverse, and that you want to see people tackle, not so much worried about going out there and getting a hit. Okay, let me. Okay, <clears throat> I understand where you're coming from. The Redskins are out there playing tag football on defense. Let me just put it that way. When you're reaching out and you're trying to bring down a grown man who's running full speed, it's not going to happen. What you have to do is be willing to sacrifice your body and put yourself in front of that man. The Redskins defenders don't do that. They don't do that on a consistent basis. Their front line, I think their front line is physical. I think those guys work. I think the linebackers leave them out to dry at times. I think that they do a, a terrible job of checking the backs out of the backfield. But when that ball gets to the secondary, the Redskins secondary, time and time again, they do a terrible job of, of tackling, a terrible job of bringing the man down. Stop reaching. Put your face, put your shoulder pads in there. Try to run through the man. That's how that. That's how I know football. And as a running back, if I'm looking at the Washington Redskins defense, I'm licking my chops. I know Josh Norman's gonna come dive in my ankles, and I know that everybody else is gonna make a piss poor effort when they got a grown man coming downhill at them. And if the Redskins could just kind of tweak that, the person who who is the man child on that defense is Sue Cravens, but he's not on the field enough. Now, how how common is that? Um, what's up, Alvin? He brings it up. Uh. Uh, but how common is that for a guy, Ezekiel Elliott, or yourself, who's <laughs> 235 will be generous, running at you, and these guys are 200 at best, 180 pounds. I mean, how many of those guys that size or cornerbacks are going to step in front of an Ezekiel Elliott, are going to step in front of yourself when you're running downhill full speed at them? Fred Smoot wasn't necessarily the biggest person, and he was bad. I mean, he is times that you would see him get ran over, but he puts in the effort. All right, there are guys who are smaller. I, I give you a perfect example. So, okay, listen. since we want to talk about size, what's the boy Sanders that used to play for the Colts? All right, <laughs> we just talked about him. He wasn't very big, but I tell you what, he had a big heart. See, yeah. he was built. He was really short. He was like a bowling ball. He it wasn't like matter. tall and lanky. It, it, it doesn't matter. It's all about effort. Mm -hmm. It's all about effort. And when and, and when it's your job to set the edge, and and if you get ran over, I was taught this running backs. We are taught this in pass protection. If somebody is blitzing. Okay, if you get ran over and it looks ugly and he does not get to the quarterback, your job is done. If you step in front of somebody and you get ran over, it slows the running back down. It slows the ball carrier down and it gives your defense time to rally. But when you want to arm tackle and reach out, you're not stopping the guy's momentum. And the Redskins are doing that entirely too much. Is that something that can be coached? I mean, isn't that kind of like you that's either have that or thing. you don't? They yeah, either have that's 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 just yeah. a matter of heart. Either you want to get in there and get dirty, or you don't, and it's just that simple. What's the problem with the Redskins' running game? Why why is it so inconsistent? Um, I mean, it's just the way it's it's just the way it is. I mean, you got to give Dallas credit. Um, like like I believe Slim said that um, you know Dallas is ranked third rushing defense. Right. So uh, I forgot the I, can't, I forgot the defensive line coach for for the for the Dallas Cowboys, but for years he's been a top dog at the defensive line. So the defense, so Dallas defensive line is doing a, did a great job. Um, I am a Mac Brown fan. I am a Mac Brown fan. I'm a Sean Lee fan. And and he's everywhere. He's definitely everywhere. When he can stay healthy, he's definitely yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And when you're playing the game, 
and you're playing against a team that an offensive team that like the Dallas Cowboys who will melt the clock who will change field position on you and when they get inside the red zone they will score mm-hmm. sometimes you have to abandon your run game if it's not getting you what you need I don't like the style of runs I would rather get a little more downhill and sometimes to be honest with you I think the Redskins are very predictable with their run game okay um, where do you where do you see the Redskins at right now? Is an assessment of they've played the Cowboys twice, uh, lost twice, but where do they stand right now in your eyes as, in terms of contender? Um, with all of that said, mm-hmm. I still think it's the one team that other teams in the NFC don't want to see get into the playoffs because the Redskins still they still have not played their best ball. Okay. You're coming off a short week going against, the, to me, the most physical offense in the National Football League, which was the Dallas Cowboys. When I look at the remainder of the Redskins' schedule, um, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm just going to say if they lose to Arizona, I don't think that they're going to make the playoffs. I That's a fair assessment because I, I think I Arizona is think that they're going to make the playoffs. Um, I think if they beat Arizona, I could see the Redskins running the table. I mean, actually, I could see the Redskins running the table, but they have to take care of Arizona. You cannot, you cannot sleep on Arizona with the weapons that they have out there. And what I just spoke on Slim about the Redskins tackling problems, Mm -hmm. who's the running back out there in in, in Arizona? He's a monster. He's the downhill runner and a a monster, and he's going to challenge the defense. So Mm -hmm. this is a game that you can't just look at the the Arizona Cardinals record and just say, hey, we could just walk through these guys. And they're going out there. And you're going out to Arizona. Yeah, I agree. You had something else you want to say, DJ, uh, DJ, before we move off of that? Um, nah, nothing, nothing, nothing else in the game. Redskins a good team. Okay. Kirk Cousins, give that man his money. You heard this week they start talking about the Redskins. If they can't reach a deal, they're going to franchise him again. Give him another 20. Yeah, yeah that means he'd have gotten $40 million in two years. Not a bad deal. Yeah. Go ahead to that night game, which was, uh, that's a shame, but that was a night game when, uh, once you just, once you heard that Andrew Luck was going to be out, I mean, right. they needed Andrew Luck and a perfect Andrew Luck to even, to win this game to begin with. And once you eliminated that, it, primetime television, this was no need to even watch this. This is exactly what you would have thought. Um, I mean, Roethlisberger only threw the ball 20 times and they put up 28 points. Uh, the Colts are a very bad team. Uh, they're a very bad team with Andrew Luck. They're unwatchable without Andrew Luck. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you I'm know? watching this game and I'm, I was just thinking, I'm like, why is there so many bad backups? And I'm like, how do you get to this point in, as an NFL player? And you're the backup quarterback, and you just can't play. But we've seen it, and and it's crazy. We've said it for years in Dallas, though. You know, when they have a fragile quarterback and, and a Super Bowl talent team, and their Romo goes out, and you remember they started they started doing the math on if we lose all eight of these games, mm-hmm. and Romo and it's just like wow, you know, you can't even find a guy who's suitable to win you, you know, win you some games, and then and then you think about it, there's some names out there that just don't have a job, you know, Josh Freeman. Doesn't have a job. Michael Vick, and you, and you say to yourself, but Scott Tolzing has a job? I mean, you, you, you go to training camp, you, all year you practice and you know these plays, you get to sit on the sideline and look and see what's open. And I know it's different when you get out there, but quarterback is just missing wide open receivers. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know how you get to this point in your career. You just can't hit an open receiver. I was watching this one play, it was, I think it was me and you might watching it. The guy just throws the ball like 10 feet over the guy's head. Another one coming across, not even close. And then you say to yourself, exactly, like, 
do these guys go to practice daily? I mean, what? It, it's definitely amazing the level of some of these uh, backup quarterbacks, and especially some of the, some of these teams that have really good teams. And you realize that you really are putting all your eggs in one basket. And yeah. you know, we said from the beginning of this year, everybody knew it wasn't if Andrew Luck gets hurt; it was when. You know, he was getting hit every single game. You know, all the time. So. You had to know Andrew Luck was going down at some point in time. And if he only misses one game or two games this year, I think that'll be considered miraculous. You know, the Colts, the Colts aren't a good team and sooner or later somebody needs to be held accountable for that. You know, they're, they're built improperly and, um, you know, they, they got to do something over there because it's a very weak division that's very winnable. And now Pittsburgh is leading the division and that's a team that the mother teams probably don't want in the playoffs. Le'Veon Bell looks like he's getting right back to being the, um, the best running back in football, uh, you know, essentially you're having Antonio Brown, who you can call the best receiver in football, Le'Veon Bell, who you can call the best running back in football, and Big Ben. You know, that, that that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. And then Mike Tomlin is a great head coach, and we all know what Pittsburgh is. Pittsburgh's a threat. Uh, do you have anything to say about this game, Lamont? This is one of those teams that if you're in the AFC, you do not want to see the Pittsburgh still. Yes. You do not like want to see them. Ravens, please. Yes. Yes. You're definitely rooting for somebody else. No doubt about that one. Moving on to the next game. Tennessee at Chicago. Did you hear that Chicago? Now, while this guy, Matt Barkley, is, um, you know, nobody's sticking up for him and call him Joe Montana. And he so, do you see that they had 12 drop passes in one game? NFL record. Yeah. It was it a record? It was an NFL Man, record. I, and, uh, Tom, uh, Waddle said he was like, I think that's nonsense. He's like, I counted like 16. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like it, it and, and so the same way you were saying these are NFL quarterbacks, these are yeah. NFL receivers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, dropping touchdowns. I mean, the kid dropped the go ahead touchdown, dead in his hands. I mean, he got open. Good job getting open. Dropped the dead open touchdown. And and if, and you know what? Over the years, what's his name is taking a lot of heat. And you know what? It's, a lot of it's probably deserved. But he didn't play in this game. Jay Cutler is not, you know, everybody wants to talk about Jay Cutler and he's mm-hmm. not a leader and Jay Cutler's not this and Jay Cutler's not that. Yeah. Jay Cutler didn't go out there and drop 12 passes. No, he didn't. You, you know what I mean? So it's like, I feel like Jay Cutler has been made the scapegoat of the Chicago Bears for the past seven, eight years. And I get it, you know, but let's, you know, at what point do you guys look in the mirror and be like, it's not just Jay. Like the team isn't good. You got receivers dropping passes. It's not just Jay. But they didn't drop 12 passes for Jay. They dropped 12 passes from Matt Barkley. And Matt Barkley put that team in a position to win. Not, yeah, he did. Not, not Jay. No, he I'm did. And run, they still I'm didn't win. They didn't win, but it, it wasn't because, it wasn't because of him. And like I say, these dudes haven't dropped 12 passes for Jay Cutler. Mm-hmm. Jay Cutler's thrown into the other team. I mean, he had two <laughs> interceptions. Right. But he, he had his team in, in, in a position to win. Marcus yeah. Mariota has, he's been hey, one pull that no, it's like 25 and seven. Yeah, he's been balling. I mean, like, those are, those are, those are, that's a good season. What is it? Twenty-five and twenty-five and six. Twenty-five and six. He's putting together a hell of a season with three thousand yards passing already. You know, so I mean, he's he's having himself quite a nice season over there, and uh, I think Tennessee their future looks bright. Uh, We started, we got to see a little bit more. Twenty-five and eight. Twenty-five and eight. Okay, Um, their future is bright over there. They finally get a ball to Derrick Derek Henry got eight carries, 60 yards in the touchdown. Yeah, it looked like DeMarco got, got beat up there for a second because Henry was in there early. He got that touchdown on the first drive of the game. Um, Bears are extremely bad. Extremely, extremely bad. Um, I guess the Jay Cutler era is probably done, but I, I'm not so sh- Again, I don't think getting rid of Jay Cutler instantly solves the Bears problems. Love to hear what TJ has to say because he was always very optimistic about the Bears. 
wonder what he has to say these days. Lamont, you have anything to say about either one of those two teams? No, um, I think for Tennessee, the um, now I was looking at you look at their division, uh, Houston, Tennessee, Indianapolis. I mean, six and five, six and six, five and six. Uh, the only unfortunate thing for Tennessee is that they have to play the Chargers, the Packers, the Broncos, and I'm sorry, no, I'm sorry, the Broncos and the Chiefs. Richard Jeter said, "Luck will be another Romo." Out of curiosity, I'm, I'm wondering what you mean by that. It'll be another Romo. And what sense? As far as him being his, Hurt? his injuries, maybe he's a bigger, stronger guy than Romo. I would, I would hate for that to be the case. I mean, sometimes Rom- big, strong guys, you know, they get hurt too. But Romo didn't start getting hurt until later in his career. Mm-hmm. Romo, Romo was health, has been healthy for the majority of his career, and, and yeah. then once he started getting back problems, mm-hmm. that that was the case. Um, he is a big, Luck is a big, strong guy. Um, he also gets hit a lot though, man. Yeah. He gets hit, a, yeah. he gets hit a lot, and I, I would like. When you watch Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson has really made a great art of not getting hit. You know, I mean, he runs around obviously smaller and quicker, but he does, he's mastered the art of not getting hit. And, you know, you'd like to see, that's why I think that's perfect of what you would love to see your quarterback. And from my understanding, I don't think he's missed a game in his whole entire career, college, high school, NFL, or any other sort. When you're that small, you're used to, you used to <clears throat> being elusive, you used to not getting hit. And when you're bigger than everybody else, you used to running guys over and using that physicality that you had. Robert Black said, I was over TJ's house on Sunday. He was still talking about the Cubs. Smart man, man. <laughs> Smart man. That's how, that sounds about, I can't be mad at that. He's been waiting his entire life for that. So I, I, I'm, I'm willing to bet that TJ's probably just happy, just doing just fine with the Cubs. Hey, Black, that is hilarious. And so is, and oh, I bet that's man. the whole Chicago is probably like, oh, we have a football team. I forgot all about that. <laughs> probably still just talking about the Cubs. I'm, I'm not mad about that yeah, at all. Yeah. Cause Notre Dame ain't doing too good for me. Yeah. I don't doubt that they're all about, uh, Cubs. What's that next game? That takes us to Sunday. Um, Jackson, Jacksonville, Buffalo. You know what's funny? I, I listen to this. Uh, I listen to the number one podcast is um, Matthew Barry's Fantasy Focus, and um, it's like six, seven million followers. And they created a verb uh, called bordering, <laughs> and it was trending on face on on Twitter. Bordering is when you just when you have a ter- when you're a terrible player. But you're good in fantasy, and that you just rack up stats. And they were talking about how bad this was, but he's this game right here. But he still racked up, uh, I think it was 20 points in a fantasy game, despite the fact that he, because he got uh, what did he get? Two rushing touchdowns. Blake Bortles, no, he, excuse me, racked up 80 yards in rushing and two passing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So you know, you get two touchdowns and 80 yards rushing. You know, that's essentially a pretty good day at the office, fantasy wise. But in real life, it's just just another bad game. The only, the only, only difference with that. Because I know how we go in on, on Blake about, you know, when he rack up stats at the end of the game where they're getting blown out. In this game, they were in the game the whole mm-hmm. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. was they they were actually playing to win this game. They could have won the game. So it wasn't it wasn't the same as when they're down twenty one, thirty points. He just starts to come back in the game they're never gonna win. No, it wasn't. But the fact is is that he definitely just racks up and fantasy football, he's probably your top ten quarterback. Yeah. Maybe even higher. And in real life, he's he might be one of the worst quarterbacks in football right now. <laughs> I mean, um, Buffalo, another victory. They're six and five. They're in the hunt. Um, Shady McCoy, spectacular. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, Sammy Watkins came back. Sammy caught Watkins a, came back. 62 yard catch. Um, and also what I, what I, from, from this game, cause I was saying all year, Buffalo's been out without Marcel Darius. Mm-hmm. He comes back, eight tackles, two sacks, three tackles for loss. Yeah. Hell of a game. 
I'm going to come back. Buffaloes can make some noise down the stretch, especially if Sammy Watkins, you know, I'm sure it's going to take him a little bit of time to get in the stride, but, you know, if you can have Sammy Watkins and uh, Tyrod Taylor and, and uh, Shady McCoy out there, they got weapons. And I, and I do think the defense is, has got a point to prove. They can make some noise down, down the stretch here. Jacksonville, the team that Lamont picked to win the division. <laughs> Seems like years ago now, doesn't it? Yeah, and I want to say they're still mathematically alive. <laughs> Two wins? <laughs> you have anything to say about either one of these teams? Uh, you know what? Um, for Buffalo, you know, I'm looking at these next two games for Buffalo is, 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 these next two games for Buffalo is, is, Buffalo is either going to qualify for the playoffs or they're not. And if they can get wins over the Raiders and the Steelers, that's going to shake up the entire that's AFC. That's a, definitely asking a lot. I know it's a lot. No, no, I know it's asking a lot. I know it's asking a lot, but, yeah. but once again, we're dealing with Rex. We have no idea which Buffalo team is going to show up. And if the Buffalo teams, and, and if Rex can show up against the Raiders, if he can get his team to play well against the Raiders, go into Oakland and get a victory, um, you gotta think that they feel confident. You have to think that any Rex Ryan team always feels confident when you have a coach who is as confident as Rex Ryan. So, um, I'm not saying the Buffalo is out of it. I'm not saying that they're going to go into Oakland and get a win, but this is a team that's starting to come. They're starting to get healthy. Mm-hmm. All right. They're starting to be very balanced. And, and if they can go into Oakland next week and get a victory, man, uh, you got to watch out for Buffalo. I think they they can win those games, but it's just asking a lot. I think they could easily win both of them, and they could easily lose both of them. Right, exactly. You, you know what I mean? Buffalo is a team that we kind of proven. I think they can play with anybody in the NFL, and they've also proven they can lose to anybody in in the NFL. You know, they lost to the Dolphins team that I don't think any of us are overly impressed with, and they beaten uh some beaten some good teams. You know, so you're not really sure what you're going to get. Beating, going to Oakland and beating the Steelers after that, 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 that's asking a lot. But after that, then they finish up with the Browns, the Dolphins, and the Jets. So that sounds like three wins in a row right there. Dolphins is off six straight wins. Yeah, they are against yeah, very and, bad teams. And who thought that Tampa would have did what they did to Seattle? Yeah. yeah. I mean, anything can happen on any given yeah. Sunday, obviously. I'm, I'm not overly impressed with the Dolphins. Shout out Tremaine, but, um, I'm, I'm not. We can yeah. get to that in the next game. Cincinnati at Buffalo. At Baltimore. I mean, at Baltimore. I've been saying it all year. Something I've I recognized it early in the year. Something's not right with the Bengals. That's not the same Bengals team. Uh, Andy Dalton throws the ball 48 times and still doesn't get to um, 300 yards passing. Gets one touchdown. Uh, not an Andy Dalton fan. Without uh, A.J. Green, no uh, Giovanni Bernard, that offense looks very stale and very stagnant. Jeremy Hill goes absolutely nowhere with 12 carries for 21 yards. Long carry of seven. Those those are their two biggest threats. You know, they're big play guys, Bernard and A.J. Green. You get rid of them, slim pickings out there, man. Yeah, and he's been looking very bad. He has. I, 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 um, I looked up his numbers on Sunday, and I had no idea how bad it was. Um, I didn't even know what his number. I, I just know from the, you know, like when I watched that giant, watching games, I was like, this dude's just not been very impressive at all. What is that? Twelve touchdowns and twelve touchdowns and probably like six, seven interceptions. Yeah, twelve. I mean, it's less than one a game. It's about one a game, one touchdown a game. Yeah, twelve and six. Yeah, he. I, I just don't think he's been overly impressive, and he falls under the list of guys that I, if I'm, if I'm, um, Kirk Cousins' agent, I'm certainly mentioning Andy Dalton's name. 
because he got paid big time. And Kirk Cousins, I think, is, has proven to be better than Andy Dalton. Well, Kirk has a lot. He's working with a lot more than Andy Dalton is also. Andy, Andy, they, they, they had a good year last year and everybody thought this would be a team that could win this division oh, this yeah. year and, and injuries. I believe they won the division, play. what, three times, three years in a row, just about or something like that. They, I mean, they've been, I, I just felt like what I saw at the beginning of the year, it just didn't look, they, something didn't look right like it had been the rest of the year. And I mean, they just keep losing every single week. It's been weird like that with, with a handful of teams. Mm-hmm. Carolina, Cardinals, Carolina. Cardinals. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, and, um, I mean, Pittsburgh is starting to turn it around more. Um, Seattle, we, we just really overreacted to them early in the mm-hmm. year. You know, they lost one or two games. Um, but it, it's, it's been a weird season for some teams that we thought that was going to be really good. It's hard for me to really, the Ravens are, I guess, now tied for first in the division. They've pretty much been at first in the division all year long, uh, except for maybe once or twice that they fell one game behind. But I, I still just don't buy the Ravens. Um, their running game has been pretty much non-existent all year long. Um, I feel like they've just gotten a lot of wins at the right place at the right time. Yeah. Um, got the Dolphins coming up, which I think they can get a W there. Patriots. And then the Patriots, I think the Eagles are a W and, you know, then you finish up with the Steelers and the Bengals. I mean, they're, they're in the driver's seat for a playoff spot. I just don't find them as that good of a team. I think, uh, Flacco is mediocre to maybe slightly above mediocre. Um, he's not been the same since, since the knee injury. And their offense just lacks weapons, which is really weird because Steve Smith and Mike Wallace are two of the better receivers. Uh, you know, Mike Wallace is as good as a deep threat as you're going to get. And Steve Smith is as good as an underneath guy as you're going to get. They just never, they haven't been able to get a running game going at all. We're going to learn about them against the Dolphins next week because. That's two teams I think we're going to learn about the Dolphins and, yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. We're going to learn about both of these teams. Either one, I don't think, I think it's a toss up. I like the Dolphins better. Because they can, they can actually run the ball. Um, the Ravens have the number one defense. They did against Dallas too. They, 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 they held, um, they held, uh, Zeke in check. Zeke didn't have a hundred yards rushing, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah. Click on the one in that lumber to Zeke. Yeah, yeah. two touchdowns. Yeah, yeah but they had like 18 game. or 19 carries and still didn't get, I mean, was, holding him under hundred yards, I don't know if anybody, you know, besides the beginning of the year, once yeah. he started moving, I mean, they held Zeke and the, the Cowboys, the Ravens put up a fight against the Cowboys. I, I don't think the Ravens, as you look at it, their problem hasn't been defense in any of these games. I, I just don't think they've been able to muster up much offense, which is, like I said, Steve Smith and Mike Wallace, that's a pretty good, you know, receiver combination. They just have no running game. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's their Achilles heels, not having a run game. Ever um, since Ray Rice left, it's almost like it's a position they never really addressed. You know, they kind of got lucky one year with, uh, Forsett, Justin Forsett, which was, you know, pretty much just to grab the guy off the street and, and it worked okay for them. And it seems like ever since then they've keep doing that. You know, they, they've yet to invest in the running back position. I feel like they could potentially lose all the rest of these games. The Ravens? Yeah, cause they're not yeah. a good team. So, I mean, absolutely. They could. I'd be surprised if they did. Yeah. I mean, they, the Dolphins, they could lose. They will lose the Patriots game. Right. They should I handle like the, the Eagles. Eagles. They should beat the Eagles, but I feel like the Eagles can beat them. Mm-hmm. Um, the Steelers, they're not going to sweep the Steelers. I don't think they're going to sweep the Bengals. They already beat them, too. Hey, no argument for me. No argument for me. Lamont? Um, when I look at the Ravens, I try to look look at them from the standpoint, from the viewpoint of we can't look at the Ravens as we've always looked at the Ravens. Mm-hmm. And I think that 
sometimes um, we kind of we have a tendency to look at them that way. I think the Ravens are who they are. I just think they are a solid football team. I think they're a team that's going through a rebuilding process of losing of 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 losing for years. You know your franchise, who your franchise player was, which was Ray Lewis. And you follow that up with Ed Reed, so it came with a certain mentality. And so over the years, we've, is gone. yeah, we've become we've become accustomed to seeing a, a certain style of Ravens team, but they're rebuilding from that. Um, I think that all of their games, they can. I think all of their games, they can either win or lose. And I'm gonna say even against the Patriots because Baltimore does something. First of all, for some reason, every time Baltimore and the Patriots play, it just seems like it's a tough game, and the Ravens have what you need to stop Tom Brady, and that's a dominant pass rush. Mm-hmm. And they've always given Tom Brady problems with that. So I think it's a team, I, I agree with you, that their run game has, has truly hurt them. But if if they can just continue to just take it game by game and, and Flacco not turn the ball over, this is a team that cannot afford their quarterback to turn the ball over. And if he's going to turn the ball over, then they have no shot. I can tell you who's not hurting them and who's dominating and is on the television right now, that boy Justin Tucker. Monster has not missed an extra point or a field goal all year long. He banged, I think, three fifty yarders um this week this week here, and they just showed him right there kicking the extra the uh, kickoff through the through the uprights. Antoine Dye says Andy Dalton is better than Cousins. Uh, anybody said, at um, that table agree with that? Can, can Matt Stafford get his respect? Matt Stafford's been balling. I, I have no, I have nothing bad to say about Matt Stafford this year. No. Um, I try to take up as far as for Cousins and, and Dalton. I don't. I like Cousins. Um, and I think he got more to work with than Dalton. I don't know if he's better. I mean, they. I think they're pretty similar to me. Really? Yeah. And given that Cousins has played less, Cousins just has more to work with. I mean, he got AJ Green, and, and and that's about it. Cousins got two tight ends. He got three receivers. That's good. And I want to say to Andy Dalton. Third offensive Andy Dalton had years. Andy Dalton had Marvin Jones, AJ Hawk, Sanu, Hill, Geo, Tyler Eifert. Like that's a lot of weapons, I mean, man. He's been he's been winning divisions, right? Yeah, yeah no, nah, but I mean, it, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't see. So you would take? So you call them even? Or you would call them? What do you? Who did you say, Boogie? Put his weight. Neither one of them have a run game, mm-hmm. and so I'm gonna look at which quarterback is doing the best with no run game. And I could say Kirk Cousins, but like Slim said, Kirk Cousins, man, he has, I mean, he got a he squad. Got all kind of receivers he has a squad. Open. All of them guys right? can get open. Andy Dalton has A.J. Green. Yeah. All right, your tight end, is, 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 he's been hurt most yeah, of the year. A.J.'s been hurt. I all right, was A.J.'s hurt all been year. hurt most of the year. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so we could say Jordan Reed's been hurt. Okay, but then you got Deshaun, jo- Deshaun Jackson. You got to still deal with Pierre Garçon, and you have to deal with Crowder. All right. And, and, so let's um, say Deshaun get hurt. Now you got to deal with Reed. Now you still have to deal with Garcon, and now you still have to deal with Crowder. Davis has been playing good this year. Yes, yes. And and then you then you take Vernon. So you lose you you lose Reed. You put you put Davis in there. And you mm-hmm. don't miss a beat. I was just thinking from the eye test. I just I, I was late to the Kirk Cousins party, and since I've been at the Kirk Cousins party, I I I've, I've been impressed. Like for if you look at him objectively, I, I I've been impressed. His accuracy, his deep ball. I'm impressed. Just from the eye test, I'm eliminating numbers and weapons. When I watch Andy Dalton, I just, I just don't feel impressed. As far as, um, especially had, this year, I definitely, I'm definitely with you on that. Uh, yeah. As far as, um, as, um, Stafford, is it Stafford or Bradford? I can never Stafford. keep him straight. Stafford, DJ, uh, not excuse me, TJ talked about this last year 
And while you can say the, the Detroit fans want to say it's time to give him his props, can you really think of a player of his caliber and statue who's escaped ridicule as long as he have? He was a number one overall draft pick. He's been made max money on both of his contracts. And what exactly has he done in his NFL career? Mind he, had, this he, had that, he had that 50 uh, touchdown season. Yeah, with like one, he said 730 pass attempts or something like that. <laughs> but I mean, which, I mean, I, he's had one, okay, so he had a good season, maybe two good seasons, but generally number one overall draft picks don't get that luxury that he gets to sit over there and just put together losing season after losing season. And his career has been slightly above average. And number one overall draft picks don't normally get that lead. Nobody has ever really talked about him, good has, or bad. Says he has 24 comebacks since 2009. Well, my thing with Stafford is he I, he's always been had a, had a great <clears> arm. Um, Detroit, they're just allergic to winning, really. I Absolutely, can't, I can't no doubt about that. Him. Um, he I thought I thought he's been erratic, you know, a, a lot of times, but that comes with when you know you got that that arm strength. It happens sometimes, and what he's doing now without. Without Megatron is um is 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 pretty impressive. This might be the best unit that they've put around Stafford. He had there there. was somebody who was well no Golden Tate's a good receiver. Golden Golden Tate and Megatron's not a bad combination. And there was somebody there before Golden Tate. I can't remember who he was. But to say to say that uh Stafford has gotten you know he's been flying under the radar. I would disagree with that one. I mean they they've won they've lost. The majority of his career. And like I said, he's the number one overall draft pick who normally gets scrutinized. They normally get, you know, they get blamed for a lot. And you very rarely hear anybody talking about him. Yeah. Go ahead for the next. Um. Oh, it was 40 touchdowns, by the way. Not 50. Yeah, I, I knew it wasn't 50. I knew it wasn't. No, but he had, he had some ridiculous <laughs> amount of yards. It wasn't. It wasn't. What do you have, like 5,300 yards or something like that? It wasn't. I knew it wasn't touchdowns, but he set the record for pass attempts. And and I, I want to say he broke the record for uh Yards. What do you have? A f- five thousand yards in a season there, A one. Yeah, Yeah, and how many pass attempts? It was like seven something, maybe even eight something. Seven twenty-seven was the high when he had that forty-nine hundred. Yeah, it's a lot of damn pass that, attempts. Is that a dude. record? Yeah, seven twenty-seven is is a record. Uh, Sorry, that's a lot of passes, <laughs> man. That is that is a lot of passing. Um, going Arizona at Atlanta. Arizona's done, man. I, and I, I don't understand. Well. Like you said, Lamont, when we were talking earlier in the week, mathematically not, obviously, but um, they're just not the same team, but, and, and I don't know what it is. It's Carson Palmer. Okay. I'm, no argument. You're right. It is. I was trying to be nice. You're yeah, right. Yeah, I'm out there watching him just, just make make dumb throws. I mean, they, they're getting a little pressure on I know he's older. He's just, he's just not being accurate, and he's not, making, he's not making good throws at all. He got a beast of a running back that can run and receive. He's got Fitzgerald still playing at a high level. At very high level. Um, and those are good receivers. Gresham is a Michael good tight Jones end. Is a good receiver. Gresham's a good tight end. Brown um, and Nelson are both solid receivers. Yeah, and I mean, like, say so he, he a hundred yard interception the week before to to basically throw the game away, and he he's just not making the plays that he was making last year. Let's not forget throughout Carson Palmer's career, he's another guy who's kind of gotten a, a, a pass for less than um great play throughout his career. He's been a turnover machine throughout his career though. He's had he's had a handful of good seasons, but I'm gonna pull up these numbers here. 18, 20, 20. He's thrown for 20 interceptions three different times in his career. Like 20 interceptions is a lot of interceptions. 
Yeah. You know, so I mean, he he's he's been plagued by interceptions before, and um, I don't know, he's taking a big step back from last year. That that's for sure. Last year he was at thirty five. 35 touchdowns and 11, and he's already got the 11 for this year, and he's got half the touchdowns. 15, yeah. Less. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? So, I don't... don't, Seven fumbles. They're a long way from what they were last year. Lamont? Um, I mean, Atlanta's offense, you're talking about one of the most potent offenses in the National Football League. Um, You know, I don't know what's going on in Arizona. You know, we could say Carlson Palmer. We could say the defense. Um, I, I just don't know what's going on. But I do know this, that the Redskins can't take this team lightly this week. You cannot take the Arizona Cardinals nah, lightly. Uh-uh. Lightly. Is, Fitch, is Fitzgerald playing? I'm sure he is. He doesn't, I don't and think he's missing. As long as Larry Fitzgerald is on the field, you cannot take any team that Larry Fitzgerald is a part of, especially offensively. You cannot take them lightly. And, and Arizona... This is a team that's going to fight. One, if there's one thing that they've shown is that they are going to fight. And I know that the coach came out and made a couple of comments. Um, I like him, Bruce. Yes, I like him. He, 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 this you got to be careful this week. What did Bruce say? Uh, we got. I got to find it. We got to pull up. Got to pull up the quote. But at the end of the day, when I look at the remainder of the Arizona Cardinals schedule, if for some reason they decide that they want to play, they want to play. They can win the rest of the games on their schedule. They have the Redskins, they have the Dolphins, the Saints, the Seahawks, and the Rams. And if they show up and play, they can beat all of those teams. Yeah. At Seattle, that'd be tough. But they yeah. actually play but Seattle. But they always t- play Seattle yeah. tough. Yeah. They always play Seattle tough. So I'm not saying that they can do it, but I'm just not I'm not counting Arizona out. And this is this is a game that concerns me for the Washington Redskins this this week. Uh the Atlanta Falcons, hey. The Falcons to me are just being the Falcons, man. They 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 put up a lot of points. They're seven and four. Um, and with all that said, they're only one game ahead of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Two yeah. games ahead of the New Orleans Saints. I'm going to go opposite of you and say, not necessarily lose all those games, but I'm not sure the Cardinals get the six wins. They don't like, I'm not even just looking at, just watching their games. They don't look good. And every week it's almost like they're finding a different way to lose. And the body language has even started to change amongst the, Amongst amongst the yeah. team, and they no longer. I don't think the other teams are scared of them. Uh, I think they. It looks like they're starting to have doubts in their mind. Um, at one point in time, this was considered the best receiving core in the NFL. Now it's Larry Fitzgerald in the slot, and we don't need these other guys. Some weeks don't even have any catches. Yeah, because David Johnson's got a lot of receiving yeah. receptions. Yeah, himself. I mean Floyd and um and and uh, excuse me and um Brown. and Brown. John Brown, one. I mean, this is the guy who last year I think had a thousand yards receiving, and he might not even be at five hundred. That's what I'm saying. That's where it starts. It starts. It starts with Carson Palmer, and you got to protect them. But Carson got to make got to make better decisions and better throws. Um, Taylor, Taylor Gabriel put on a show out there. That dude is fast, man. Yeah. Yeah. He's like really, yeah. really fast. Remember when I was watching yeah. that? Yeah. That, yeah. He looked like a faster Darren Sproles. That That's dude was just moving, another, man. Another, another weapon, weapon that another weapon. they have. Yeah. Two screens man. to this kid go to the house, and you don't even you don't even count on that. You know, as when you playing against the Falcons, you're not thinking about that now. Maybe you are. Antonio Dye said, um, talking about Stafford and Palmer. He said Matt Ryan needs to be held accountable. And and it's funny you say that because I was when you just said that's another weapon, and I looked down and the first name I see is Julio Jones, and I see Freeman, and then I see Coleman. 
I'm gonna, I, it's, that was a, that was my next point to start moving. At what point does Matthew, uh, excuse me, Matt Ryan need to start doing a little? But the thing with Matt Ryan is, it's more about he needs to do it in the postseason because I mean he's had success in the regular season, but for his career, I mean this dude had Antonio Gonzalez, uh, Rodney White, and Rodney White when he still had something in the tank, Julio Jones, uh, you know Michael Turner. I mean they've had weapons over there. Matt Ryan just had weapons his whole entire career. Right. That one year they had um, Devin Hester over there. I mean, come on! It was yeah. doing four wide sets with Devin Hester as the fourth receiver. Right. But he's grown. I think he's. I think he's really stepped it up this year. Um, because we always just waiting for the the day Atlanta just loses four or five games in a row, mm-hmm. and, and and it hasn't happened yet. They've been, they've been, they've been playing well and getting better, and he's been playing well. So I can't, I can't take away from what he's doing this year. With all those weapons that he's had, don't you feel like he should have? I mean, picture, let, let me say this. What, what do you think Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers do with those type of weapons? 50 touchdowns? Easily? I mean, he's picking up two touchdowns off of a guy, off a screen pass to a guy who looks like he was running a 3-9. Well, the thing, the thing about Matt Ryan is he don't, he don't play Tom Brady and they play in a, a totally different system. What I've always gave Matt Ryan credit for, he's not dipping and dunking. No. He threw two screens last week. He's throwing the ball down the field on first and 10 and second. He's throwing the ball 15, 20 yards down the field consistently with no problem at all. Because he's got guys who can go do that. You yeah. put Aaron Rodgers down there, Tom Brady, if you give him Julio, I mean, Julio Jones is a mismatch. I mean, he's a walking mismatch. Yeah. And back when they had Rodney White on the other side and, and Antonio Gonzalez, uh, you know, like Tony Gonzalez, excuse me. I mean, he's been surrounded by, he's, he's been blessed. Yeah. He, he's been blessed his NFL career. I don't think it's fair to even to, to say, to say what Matt Ryan would do. If, if he had to, you know, do what Tom Brady or, or Aaron Rodgers would do, you're, you're talking about two quarterbacks that are in a whole nother, like, lifetime compared to where Matt Ryan is. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Now, now, with that argument, yeah, be now, with that right argument, now. I'll say if you give Tom Brady the weapons that Peyton Manning had, then Tom Brady would probably have about eight or nine Super Bowl rings right now. You want to go to this? Want to go to that fight yeah, again? But we'll go back to the, but. I think if- Payton was, <laughs> was, was with the Patriots here. Yeah, he's, picking the fight. Yeah. But, he's picking but, the fight. Here's the thing. Here's the thing with Matt Ryan that we also have to realize that he's never really had a solid defense to support him. He may have had a couple of players, but he's never had a, 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 a solid defense to support him. Um, you have to think about the years that Roddy White, um, he was always hurt. Mm-hmm. He always had some key injury going on at the wrong time that kind of hurt him. And, and of course, hey, when you look good during a regular season and you can't win a playoff game, then then that doesn't look good for you. Nope. So you, he, he just has to get to the playoffs and actually win a playoff game. Two more things. If by chance another team would have been smart or not smart enough to draft Tom Brady, he might have never touched the field. He's almost not even drafted. One. Two, I don't want to go unnoticed about this game because as I'm watching it, I'm letting guys know that Patrick Peters, Patrick, Patrick Peters, Peterson was all over Julio Jones. And I'm, I think Julio Jones is the best receiver in the league, even though I have a great one on my team. Patrick Peterson was all over this dude. He got two pass interference calls that could have went either way. It was a little BS. He was being pushed up against more, but. Patrick Peterson's a monster. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't think, you know, they've been playing against each other since college and, you know, Julio's been all over everybody this year. Patrick Peterson was all over this dude this game. Yeah, he, he's, I mean, he's a real deal. And Matt Ryan found other ways to get it done. He's a real deal. I mean, you, but the thing is, you just watch 
a game like that, and you see Taylor Gabriel do that stuff, right? And he's just, this guy's an afterthought in their offense, right? And then you watch right. a Colts game, and you're like, you'd be their damn near their best receiver, you know what I mean? But aside from T.Y.L., or, or, you know, and it's just like, wow, like, that's your fifth option. Meanwhile, Andrew Luck's starting running back is Frank Gore. See, but that's the thing. Who probably hasn't had a 70-yard run in his career. When you got these guys that play in these, these certain systems with these certain quarterbacks, and they look great as a third and fourth guy. Then you go pay them some money and they'll go somewhere else and they don't have that. Stuff. Oh, no, nah, hell no. Nah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no doubt yeah. about that. But the point is that they're just weapons. They, yeah. You know, I mean, that, that's just, he, he's got a, he's got a plethora of weapons. I feel like all these guys are weapons. They just not put in the right position. They're not playing with the, you know, the right quarterback. I mean, we've seen Coleman look like the best running back in football. We've seen yeah. Freeman look like the best running yeah. back in football. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, these are just guys. And yeah. like I said, when you watch Gabriel, you're like, yeah. whoa, you guys just got that in the, in the shed, you know, <laughs> like you, wow, okay, that's amazing. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I didn't even know you had that car. You know what I mean? Like, okay, that's a, that's amazing. This came out of nowhere. Absolutely. Go ahead. What's the next one? New York at Cleveland. Good win for y'all. Free win. Yeah, free win. When we we should have got um, there's a few things on us. I mean, Odell Beckham's been Odell Beckham. I'm just. Really, really glad to see how um Pierre Paul is coming back to form. Monster, um, hell know, of a hell of a comeback. He's been having a he's been having a great year. Just early in the year, the stats wasn't supporting him. Like he's getting all over the quarterback. He's batting down passes. He's just not getting the sacks. And the last few weeks, he's been able to you know you know get the sacks and you know have something to show for you know how how hard he's been playing. Did he get his money, or he went back on another one year? He he. I forgot what it was. It might have been two or three, three year deal he got. It wasn't as much as he probably would have got. It wasn't before, a fifty or whatever. He ended up. He, but he did okay. He, he got. He did. He did okay for a guy who blew his face up. <laughs> right. And um. And also, um, Landon Collins is having a defensive player of the year kind of year. He's leading all safeties and tackles, interceptions, and sacks. Um, That's impressive. He's a beast. Yeah. So um, nothing really here. I mean, they're a bad team. Very. Um. Very bad team, and I'm really still happy to see what yep. Terrell Prize every going. week. Terrell Prize putting every together. week. I, I hope he gets it. out of there. Yeah. I, I, what Griffin, they're saying is clear for practice, and um, I really want to see uh, what Robert Griffin can do. I'm sure we all do. Um, that team is so bad; it's not even. And it's not even that team. That organization is so bad, and um, that's that. That is bad. I don't know what else is to say. We can say it every week in and week out. Yeah. I mean, it's, one is a different quarterback every week. Yeah. Same result though. I mean, but you you would like to know like what would this team be if if they have a Robert Griffin who who was in rookie year form along with Gordon, Certain, along with Terrell Pryor. I, I think that Cleveland just I I, I I think you just die there though, bro. I I don't think I think it's bigger than you. You know what I'm saying? Like I think it's bigger than the player. Mm-hmm. You know, all these people think that they're going to go there and they're going to change it, and and nobody does. Yeah, nobody does. Which. At a certain point, you, you say that when you're hurt or suspended, either. Yeah, the, the, at a certain point, the only thing that's consistent in all this losing is upstairs. You know what I mean? It's different. We're talking about decades now, and the only thing that's consistent is the ownership and and, and what's going on in the front in the front office. No, that's nothing. That's unnecessary to picture, right? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like. It's not like this person was right, right? <laughs> I'm gonna have to explain. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Uh, the the Rams. The Rams at New Orleans. So we're sitting here watching this game. Do you have anything on that Giants and Cleveland game? No, nah, I was just going to say that um, this is a team. The Giants is a team that I think you have to look out for. 
looking at the remain their remaining schedule, they got to play the Steelers, Cowboys, Lions, Eagles, Redskins. Look at the guy from Insecure, right, DJ? Mm-hmm. He does. If the Giants, does <laughs> Go ahead. Um, if the Giants can somehow beat Pittsburgh, which I hope they don't, um, and they can somehow just a lot of somehow. beat one of these two teams, if you beat the Steelers or you beat the Cowboys, um, and you're able to make it to the playoffs, I think the Giants are tough. That defense is really starting to come around. And when Eli, if you look at the two Super Bowl rings that Eli Manning has, when the Giants were good, it wasn't about Eli. It wasn't about offense. It was about defense. It was about Eli. It was about Eli being able to make some, make, do some phenomenal things in the fourth quarter. It was about Eli and the offense doing a great job of holding on to the ball, not turning the ball over, allowing your defense to control field position and get sacks and things of that nature. If this Giants defense can can play well against the Steelers and the Cowboys, just win one of those two games, that last game against the Washington Redskins, if the Giants somehow get in and the Redskins don't, um, that man, look- I'm going to tell you like this. The Giants, Joe, the, 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 that's a dangerous, dangerous team. Because I don't feel like we need to beat the, the, the Cowboys. I feel like we can beat the Redskins and the Eagles. I feel like that's no, a The very- reason I say the Cowboys, the reason I say both of these games are important is because the thing that I'm basing this whole argument on is your defense. Right. All right, so you mm-hmm. got two phenomenal mm-hmm. offenses coming in here, two totally different styles of offense. Mm-hmm. You got a wide-open style of a quarterback that you better get to and you have to bring him down. Yeah. And you have a team that's more of a ball control. We're just going to flat-out line up and we're just going to mm-hmm. make this a mall game. Mm-hmm. And if the Giants' defense can show up against those two different styles of offenses mm-hmm. and they can walk away with a victory and actually just control the offenses yeah. and make it to the playoffs, now you're talking about a very, very dangerous team. And once you get to the playoffs, hey, you're one and done. Anything can happen. Yeah, once you get to the playoffs, that's when Eli kind of blacks out and turns into somebody else. And That's a tough road right there. Steelers, Cowboys, yeah. Lions, Eagles. The only team on there that I see is and, – and, and that would be the Eagles, and that's a division game, and it's actually at Philadelphia. Those are – that's five tough games right there, man. Which they, is, they can be, but I feel like that what – the, the pitch, Steelers have been having the greatest year. The Lions, we already talked about how we don't really trust the Lions. The Redskins beat us already. I don't feel like Redskins are going to speak the Giants. And the Eagles, I feel like they pretty much packed it in. The only game really for me is the Dallas and the Steelers. Game. The Eagles, you said packed in it, right? That's yeah. why I said I, I felt like yeah. that was the only one. Yeah, I don't feel like Redskins is just, if that's a game we need, I don't feel like Redskins is sweeping the Giants. Jesse said, what are the chances that the road to the Super Bowl goes through NYC? What are the chances through the through the through the Giants? Dallas, they, we're going to have to beat Dallas, and Dallas is going to have to lose to somebody else. So we'll have the tiebreaker and win the division. I Tough. Can see that happen. I can see that. I can easily see the um with that with that remaining schedule. I can easily see the Giants on the outside looking Dallas in. Dallas plays the Vikings, the Giants, Buccaneers, Lions, and. At the end, it almost everybody's coming down to about the same thing because the way they have it set up now, where everybody plays the Jesus plays the division through the uh, through at the at the last month of the uh, of the season. How confident are you, DJ? I'm really confident because I feel like we can beat any team. We've already beat Dallas. I wouldn't be I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas 
beast New York because you know it's just hard to sweep to sweep especially a good team like that's hard to sweep teams mm-hmm. that's how I feel like the Redskins won't sweep us um we can not sweep Philly but we could because I probably feel like Philly packed it in um I feel like we could beat the Lions and you know Pittsburgh is next week do you, you feel like you could happen. lose to all those teams though I mean when I say all of them not like you lose all the games but I'm <laughs> saying all but I mean you wouldn't be shocked if they lost to the uh to any of those teams I'll be, I'll be with the shocked. exception of the Eagles. Yeah, I'll be shocked if we lost. Yeah, the Eagles. Other than that, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be shocked. No. Okay. Um. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Go, going back to this game here. Uh, we were watching this one together, Lamont, and they were up fourteen nothing. I believe it was the Rams jumped out early, and and golf was looking good and all of that. And I remember I looked and I said, "You, uh, you gonna need forty to beat them." You know what I mean? Like they, it started off with a shootout. And it's like, I don't think golf's built for a shootout with the Saints in New Orleans. You check back later and it's 49 and they're still stuck on 21. You know, like, I mean, that was just Jeff Goff. It, you know, going into a shootout against Drew Brees, not a good look. Nah, not at all. And it turned out to be not a good look for them at all. Yeah, they out there. You got Sneed throwing touchdowns. <laughs> right. <laughs> 50-yard touchdowns to Hightower. Right, right. Or Ingram, excuse me, to, to Ingram. That boy Drew Brees wasn't lying. He's like, look. I want my money. I'm going to be here. I'm not going nowhere. Yeah, it sounded crazy right at first, and it's like, nah, it doesn't sound so crazy now. Could we get a four-year deal or something like that? Are you looking for? Still got 30 touchdowns already. Yep, still to go. He's going to finish with 40 touchdowns. No question. Golf looked pretty good. Golf looks like golf looks all right. Yeah, I think they can they can build around him. Um, the Saints' offense, man, it's just when they're on, it's that's a hard team to beat. I don't care who you. And that offense is rolling, especially at it's, home. It's a, especially at home. That's 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 a hard team to beat. Um, it's unfortunate that you know how we talk about Matt Ryan. It's unfortunate that outside of his Super Bowl year, um, mm-hmm. Drew Brees really has never had a defense to support him. Oh, I thought you were going to say a star receiver or a star receiver, but he's never really had a, a defense to, to support him. Um, and then you had the whole Sean Payton being suspended. You mm-hmm. know I mean that that right there. Took a whole That's year a away. Three year. That That's really, three that years. really ruined, ruined them, and it was, it was, and it was really ridiculous. Just because you want to pay a guy to hit a guy hard legally, like that's ridiculous. Yeah, but um, Saints, as a player, what did you think of that whole thing was going on? Just full of like nothing, right? I just felt like that was normal. They Man, just talked just, about it. I mean, I don't, I don't put it this way. You're a terrible person if you deliberately go out and try to hurt some hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember. Having to cut guys like defensive ends, and I always look back and they just make sure you are, you know, you all right, you good, you good, because I know that hey, you know, that puts them at risk. Mm-hmm. And I mean, quiet is kept. If I'm put it this way, as a running back, if we keep banging and we keep banging and we keep banging and you get hurt, all right, then you hurt. Mm-hmm. I did my job. This is all about who can continue to go, who's going to continue to go. Which man can continue to take getting hit from so many different directions? So when they tell me, you know, maybe it's a bounty put. If the purpose was to injure, you don't do that. Mm-hmm. If the purpose is to injure. If it's, if it's put out there, hey, you know, if you knock him out the game. To me, knocking somebody out the game means you made him quit. Mm-hmm. That's, what my, that's what knocked him out the game. He had to fake an injury. He had to milk an injury. Uh, you know, something like that. Or somewhere within legally. Meaning, if a wide receiver is coming across, and at this time, these, this is when real football was able to be 
play right. where a wide receiver come across the middle of the field and the defensive back and separate them. If you do that and you hurt a guy, that's well within the means of the game. Right. But if, if you're paying guys and you're saying, hey, we want to take this guy out of the game. When I hear coaches say, hey, we want to take a guy out of the game, as far as I'm concerned, that's we have come up with a game plan to neutralize and control and take this guy out of the game. So if your purpose is to hurt people, um, that's not cool. I feel like, I mean, when you watch old games, guys like Jack Tatum and all of them, they were out there trying to hurt you. You're you're taking money out of their pocket. They're, they're trying to get wins. If Unless the guy just stayed in there while the play is over, you just run up to him and just knock him down or hit him in his legs. That's like intensely trying to hurt him. If a guy's running and it's your job to tackle him and you're trying to put as much force on that tackle as you can, um, I mean, you would want their best player not to be in the game. Yeah. I don't know if you, you can't control how much he get injured or not. It's your job to tackle him. Yeah. So I don't feel how, feel like basically doing your job, just giving you more incentive to do it. Maybe you get, I don't know if he was paying guys for, you know, hitting guys the hardest or whatever, but how can you, Guys get injured the most by nobody hitting them. They just fall on their own and something tears. I don't feel like you can really plan to injure somebody like that legally. This book, you can. Green. It's not mine. Ha- have you have you ever um? They're both green. They're both red. Was it mine? Is it mine? My, am I plugged up? Okay. Have you ever? Played in the game with my where you felt like somebody was trying to injure. Yeah, yeah, heck yeah. Being tackled at the ankles, I got guys grabbing, twisting my ankle. I miss a lot of things going underneath of that. Mm-hmm. But that's is that normal? That's normal. Yeah, I mean those things are normal, but when I mean, it's not something that I can necessarily complain about as a running back because it comes with the territory. So, so you say something or you just let it go? No, it's just that I know now that when I get tackled at my ankles and I'm trying to get up a little faster mm-hmm. or a technique that I learned, okay, if you want to twist my ankles, then I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to run the bottom of my cleat over top of your hand. And I'm going to let you deal with that. Right. Don't put your hands on me. Don't try to – like, this is this is what really goes on. When you're underneath these piles and you're tackled and guys underneath the piles got your face mask and they're mm-hmm. grabbing and twisting, you got guys trying to stick their fingers in your eyes, stick their fingers in your mouth. It's a bunch of things that go on underneath that pile that know that that you really don't truly understand. Right, that's different. That's you a lot up, different. You say something? No, I mean, I mean, I look at a guy, but I know that my way of getting back at you was okay. Off the defensive lineman, okay, you come through this line free. I'm coming right at your thigh board. It's legal. I can cut you. You're a 350, 60 pound <laughs> man. Mm-hmm. I can hit you in your legs. I'm gonna get you back legally within the game. Now. There's really nothing as a running back that I can do besides possibly crack back on somebody, which is now illegal in the National Football League. Um, but you you don't try to you just don't you don't you don't try to you don't try to hurt guys. You, you, although it happens to each his own, but if that's what you have in your heart, then that's just something that you that you have to get you have to acknowledge and get taken care of within yourself because it ultimately it ruins the game for everybody. Because now you will know what happens. Now we have to implement a bunch of stupid rules that make absolutely no sense. And we spend more time watching our football games, paying attention to the referees, listening to commentators make up BS conversations about calls that are clearly wrong. Um, it's, it's, it's just, it's just, there's no room in the game for it. Yeah. Um, Miami, San Francisco. And one, one more thing in this game. Ever since, um, they so called try to start some hot tub with Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram's been going crazy. 
He didn't. He, he didn't. He didn't like that he move at all. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. Got he got that message. Yes, I agree. San Fran at Miami. Kaepernick played a good game, man. Kaepernick's been playing good since he's been back. He's like top, top ten or something in fantasy points since he's one. been back. Number, Number one? one. Yeah. Number one. And over the last, uh, I think it's four games, he has more fantasy points than anybody else in fantasy football. That's any position. Really? Um, wow. Yeah. Number one overall. Going into last night, so I don't mm. know if Aaron Rodgers might have passed him. Nah, Aaron Rodgers threw two touchdowns. Right. This, so, he so threw three he's number and one. ran from 100 yards. And this, again, forget the box score. I'm watching the one game. One He's driving down the field, throws the guy, hits him with a strike, guy fumbles the ball. Mm-hmm. That's not Kaepernick's fault. Mm-hmm. Next one, that interception hit the guy in his hands mm-hmm. Dropped, and, yep. and, 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 and the guy mm-hmm. batted up in the air and got it. Or, or no, he just started, the other guy just took the ball out of his hands. Hit him with the hand, and, then, and the guy took the uh, took the interception from. That was awesome. That, that was not Kaepernick's fault. He mm-hmm. was running the ball very effectively. He looked amazing. He looked he, he looked really good. And I mm-hmm. hope he gets the hell up out of there and find himself another job somewhere yeah. and, and be relevant. He, he looked good. Right. And Ryan, Ryan Tannehill played well too. Um, happy to see that they kind of they kept Jay and Jai, you know, in um in, in check. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you say, when you turning the ball over, stuff that that wasn't you know really Kaepernick's fault. Stuff like that that happens happens in the game. But one thing I do know is about Kaepernick. One word that he is not familiar with. Touch. Touch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he actually. Familiar with is touch. This one right here, they're showing the two point conversion. Puts has some touch on this one. There. This is the last play. This one he almost got killed. Yes, he almost got the killed. Last in this play one. of the game. That's not a good look right there. But on the two point I mean, conversion, man. Backwards. On the two point conversion, the first time I really seen he put some touch on the ball. And that was that was I'm like man, you, you need to do more of that because he just it's he like just a shot put yeah yeah he literally throws fastballs all all the time. Speak to that, Lamont is the guy who catches those screen passes. Does I mean does that does that make a difference when he's like yo dude why are you pegging the ball at me when I'm five feet away from you? Man, you know you and I had this conversation so many times. Chris Sims, <laughs> when I was in Denver, lefty. I, you could be five yards away from this dude, and there's absolutely no reason why you should be throwing the ball that daggone hard. <laughs> it, it makes no sense at all. But you know what? You just got to catch the ball. Yeah. You know, you you just got to you you just have to catch the ball. You have to know who you're dealing with. Do you let him know that? Do you got- yeah, well, actually, I mean, like, dude, you, man, come on now, why are you throwing the ball so hard? I mean, sometimes <laughs> it, it was almost to the point where I felt like he was just. He was being funny sometimes, and it wasn't often. But that was just him. I mean, Chris Sims has a strong arm. He's a big yeah. boy. Yeah, 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 he is. I, I, mean, yeah, I he thought he actually be be better than he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but but he has a strong arm. Um, it's tough catching a pass from. A, it, it, it's tough when you're a quarterback and you don't have touch because you limit the types of plays that you that, yeah. that you can make. Mm-hmm. Um, all the Kaepernick passes look like yeah. yeah, all of them. I mean, he, he definitely he like definitely got the good Bernie Kosar. Uh, Wind up. Yeah. I mean, he throws like a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I would, I would like to see him, you know, I would love to see him get out of San Francisco. I think on that last play of the game, I would like to see him make more of an effort to get into that end zone. He got rocked, man. He got rocked because he wasn't committed to running. Yeah. We, somebody said that while we were watching it at my house and they, they played it again. I just, I yeah. just, Kind of didn't see it. I didn't see how he, cause you know, he tried to use the pump fake, which usually mm-hmm. that pump fake frees you because mm-hmm. he's still trying to throw down the field. I don't think there was a chance he's getting in that end zone. At, at fast, He'd have to like jump in front flip. See, when we, when we watch it in fast motion, I agree with Lamont because we were watching it together and he said, man, you got to make it. In fact, because when he comes around the corner, you're like, oh, he's fast enough to get there. Yeah. 
Then when you see it in slow motion, you're like, it really, because he couldn't cut out. Mm-hmm. Sue was on the inside. Mm-hmm. And when you watch it in slow motion, I'm not really sure what his option, unless it was, like you said, I mean, jump from the Jumping five yard. Flip, yeah. <laughs> from the I five mean, it's yard. the NFL, like, man. You're not guaranteeing anything. These guys are fast. They close fast. Yes. Close he, very fast. And that got ugly real fast. When, and that guy's name is Sue. <laughs> look, when San <laughs> Francisco, look, when San Francisco was winning, right? When Jim Harbaugh was there, we saw Kaepernick and how explosive he was. Right. Right. He was explosive this game. Yeah. So All right. You look at this, you're like, okay, that's touchdown. Oh, no, you see then how fast that closed? I'm he sorry. I, I, I need him. I need him. I just need him to make he it. He forced him to cut in. Got and then down there was no quick. way. Yeah, there I was no care. way. There it looks hope. great. There's no, that, and then man, it's not great anymore. Them, them linebackers in the NFL just one as fast as he him, is. One in front of them, three in front of okay, them. Okay, look, we, we're sitting here watching it. And right now, if you get a chance to go back and you watch the summary, uh, we're starting from Kaepernick is on the five-yard line. Look at his eyes. His eyes is looking right here at this guy right here. Okay? When this guy reached for him, when when 93, no, when 93 reached for him, and this is what I'm talking about, and this is what I'm talking about, you have to be committed. He cringed when the man behind him came to tackle him instead of throwing his so forward. He, he, he just, he just had to cut inside matter. that guy. So he, he can't cut and his legs is too long. Really? He's not, he's six, six. He definitely, it's definitely tough for him to make that cut. Yeah, so was he cut Now listen in. to me, listen it to me. It was murder I'm right not here. saying, listen, I'm not saying that he would have scored, but yeah. I just want to see him make more of a commitment. I want to see him okay. got a commitment on that play. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Running back uh, this is a 240 pound running back you know, this Yeah, it's different when you're that tall. It takes when it takes you a little longer for them legs to get moving, man. Yeah. Y'all know yeah, short guys can just cut not, and just be there. Forget that, that guy there's name again is <laughs> yeah. That is a bear. That's not a that's not a human being. That is a bear standing between you and the end zone. But uh, uh again, what click on the Dolphins? When do they play somebody? <laughs> they play on um, the Baltimore. They play Baltimore they? next week. And who I don't think is a good team. They, then they play the Cardinals, Jets, Bills, and Patriots. That's a tough schedule. One of those last two. Uh, uh, I think they're on the same page. The Cardinals <coughs> are a fluke team again, but they, they could probably beat that. Jets are terrible. Bills and Patriots. Jets played pa- Patriots pretty, pretty they good. They did. And Brady looked bad, though. But at the end, he, he got yeah. a little better. Yeah. And, I mean, um, you know, I don't, I don't know what his being as uh, I think they said a guy like he never misses practice whatsoever, yeah. and he missed the first two practices of the week, and he came out there and there's this one uh, pass where Edelman's wide open in the flat, and he ends up overthrowing him by like seven yards, and he yeah. has to tippy toe to get it. Did you see that? And it's just like, and I was looking at the bus and what's he going at? Like, and he was like, I don't know. He it, was a, it was a pass. pass over over ten yards or something, right? No, it was just it was just, it was, it was what he lives on. It was, oh. the, it was like an underneath pass, and he. No. Overthrew him like really? he just threw the ball all the way out of bounds. Nah, I thought he, I, I figured he just throws those with his eyes closed. Yeah, he didn't. That's what I'm saying. He didn't look right. He didn't look right at all. Um, go ahead. What's that he's name? Like a, he's a seven round pick. Kind of some slack. Oh man, here you go. San Diego, Houston. San Diego, Houston, Houston. It's so bad. It's so <laughs> bad. It's not even funny. And and I told you guys, I told both of you guys last year, and you were like, nah, I like him. I like him. The dude is not good. And it's, it, the fact that he's not only starting, I don't know what the Texans were doing when they gave him that money. I'd love to know who they were bidding against. Because it certainly wasn't John Elway. John Elway was like, <laughs> no way in hell was he giving them that type of money. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And the Texans are, are, are pretty much an almost a ready-made team. Mm. Lamar Miller's had an excellent season. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, I, he's wow. Feel sorry for that dude. And Fuller's a good receiver. Those are two good receivers. Mm-hmm. Those are two really good receivers. And, and he's just bad, dude. Three interceptions. Well, one of them was off a of Hail Mary. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. He, he's he's still bad. He's doesn't bad. make him not bad. No, I mean, he's just not good. The Chargers, you never know what the hell you get with the Chargers ever. Just when you think you figured out the Chargers, just when you're committed to calling them a good team, they do something bad. And just when you're committed to calling them a bad team, they beat a good team. Absolutely. You know, so who knows what the hell the Chargers are. Yeah, I, um. It would be nice if, before you go, Boogie, my fault. If they could just switch places, they could That's just free, free Phillip Rivers. Put Phillip Rivers in Houston. If you put Phillip Rivers in Houston. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even want to think. I'm, I'm a Philip Rivers fan, so yeah, I don't even yeah. want to. I was about to say that. As soon as you said it, I, I knew that's where you were going to go. Right, be. right. That, look at two names side by side. Yeah. Like, what a shame. One had three interceptions, one had three touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, now, Philip, now, don't, don't, um, Philip's probably leading the league in, in interceptions this year. I looked it up. He, he, he has a lot of them. Does he? Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he definitely has a lot but of them. But he's, but we, we know what he yeah, came like of. And he's out yeah, there. Yeah, that, that game, I <laughs> literally, four and like one quarter. <laughs> no, he got, he got 12. He got 12. That's still a lot. But he's out there trying to, you know, make plays, you know, for for a bad team. So, mm-hmm. I get it. Go ahead. What were you going to say, uh, Billy? I think, I think the Titans or the Colts is going to win that division. Houston's at the top right now. Um, You said who? The Titans or the Colts? Yeah. I almost feel like the, the Texans, I don't know what it would take for the Texans to lose. I mean, I just look at their schedule and I say to myself, they got Green Bay next. That's a loss. I think that the Colts can beat Houston. Um, of course, I think they'll beat Jacksonville, uh, and I think it'll come. I think it'll come down to the game, last game of the season against the Titans. I mean, we have no idea which Bengals team is going to show up, but um, you're talking about Houston right now going into Green Bay, going coming into the Colts game. They could have. They could be on a three game losing streak. Aaron Rodgers look. He looked good. And you have to go in the land. And you have to go. And you have to go. Well, Aaron Rodgers look good, but the Packers they look. They they. They look good. Yeah. Packers look good. And so you're asking the Houston team to go into Houston with a quarterback that nobody has any idea why he got as much money as he did. I thought he was all right, though. But he, he was all right he, in Denver. I mean, I could see, but I mean, he, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that dude just, I, I don't understand. He's awful. I just like tall quarterbacks for some reason. If, if, he's 6'7". If, seven, I, did, I, if I, like I had to choose out of those, he's, yeah, he's tall as hell. Yeah. You see him in those post-game yeah. interviews? I think it was him next to who was the running back on Denver that's super short. Um... Whatever the Denver running back was, and he's like a foot tall. Though. Yeah. Um. But out of those three teams, the one I'm most confident with by a mile is Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee's been the most consistent. The Colts. Mm. The Colts require a Superman effort from Andrew Luck. Yeah. To win, and that's to win like on the last play of the game. Mm-hmm. And if he's anything less than perfect, they're getting blown out. Yeah. And we we might not have seen the last of Andrew Luck uh, injury. You know. So yeah. I, the Colts are hard to believe in, and the Texans. Texans, I, every time I see their record, I'm baffled that they have six wins. So I'm at the bar, um, Texas Friday, and the guy we're talking about, um, we're talking about in the fo- football NFL, and he just has this bold prediction. He's like, "This is what I think is gonna be in the Super Bowl." So I know it might sound crazy, but I'm telling you, just listen to me on this one. Like he wanted me to really trust him. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he um he says, I have. Minnesota beating the Colts in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped talking to him. I stopped. Y'all, y'all continue that conversation. Minnesota, the Colts. 
Minnesota beating the Colts in the Super Bowl. I said, bro, are you crazy, man? You really believe this? You know what? Um, Minnesota at five and zero. Oh. I, I, you know, they look like they had it. No, he said this. You said yes, this Friday. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know what? Houston, uh, Houston might win this division. And the only reason why I say this because Tennessee still has to play the Broncos and the Chiefs, and I don't think Tennessee yeah. will be either one well, of those teams. No, that's fucked. Yeah, I told you, I, the Texans. Every time, here's what you get with the Texans. I've seen Brock Osweiler play some of the worst football I've ever seen in my life, and then win the game. And then it seems like every time the Texans do lose a game. So does the rest of the division. So it doesn't even matter. Who's their backup? From Brock? Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. I also can't be that good. They're not. They're not making any moves. I mean, I guess once they paid him that money, it really didn't matter. I hope. I hope. I hope it comes together for my guy Brock. Mm. Go ahead. What's the next one? I'm trying to find it. Um, Seattle at Tampa Bay. This is weird. Brandon Wheaton is the backup quarterback. No, I'm sorry. Uh, no, right. no, it's not Wheaton. Brother, I wouldn't mind Wheaton. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Wheaton. No, it's not. It's too Third season with the Pittsburgh fourth round draft pick. Who's that third name? Wheaton. Brandon Wheaton. Oh, really? I, I play Wheaton. Right. Wheaton um, couldn't beat out Oswald. The, exactly. <laughs> the, the Bucks, man, we. This to me, I'm gonna make. I don't want to take anything away from this good win. Um, I can tell you what, Mike Evans is handling handling Richard Sherman every which way he possibly wanted. Absolutely, cooking him. But that one, that that one touchdown, I did kind of. I was I was saying, man, he's killing Richard Sherman. He grabbed that man jersey and just slung him behind him, like. And, and I know they let they let they let receivers get away with anything in the world. I know sometimes cornerbacks get away with holding. But he literally just slung that man, Richard Sherman, grabbed him in front of his jersey, pulled him behind, and caught a touchdown. I, we talk about people all the time flying under the radar. This boy nah, right here. I looked at He's having a hell of a year. Yeah, he's 73 receptions, 1,000 yards, and 10, 10 touchdowns. And you never really hear his name. You know, you, Now, obviously, that top tier of receiver right now is, is, is tough. You know, yeah. there, There's a lot of names yeah. out there. But this boy, and you realize he's in the second season? Yeah. No, he's he's he, Excuse me, he's, third Second third, 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 third. Yeah. yeah, he's good. He's really good. He's really good. I mean, he's, he's, to, he's really good. But you know, a lot of this stuff too is is kind of they he 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 does get a lot of Definitely stuff. Why why he gets targets? But while you guys are losing, he does you know make some plays when when y'all are trying to come back and get in the game. Not really doing this stuff in the win. He did it in the win. This this I don't know how y'all stop Seattle to five points. I feel like kinda. trap game. You know, Seattle's been on a roll, on the road. They've been doing a lot of traveling. This is a pull up, pull up, click on there on Seattle as a whole. They, they've been rolling. And I feel like it might have been just uh, looking over them. You know, beat the Bills, flew to New England, went back to Seattle, flew back over to, to Florida. I mean, that's across the country three times, four times when you had the Saints, Bills. You know what I mean? They've they been flying all back in country every single week, essentially, yeah. from one side of the country to the other. <coughs> Come on, does that does that um make a difference? I've never really, I've never really felt it. I mean, you feel it when you get back, but I mean, for the most part, um, going from Cali to the East Coast and back. To Cali well, now going from I'm sorry, Coast. now going from Cali. When I played with Oakland, we had to fly to the East Coast and we had to play a 1 o'clock game. That was a little different. That did feel a little different because 1 o'clock, you know, is, you know, it's, yeah, it's, 
basically it's ten o'clock back in Oakland, and heck, we we in meetings then, mm-hmm. so um, that could play a part in it. But when when you're a team like the Seattle Seahawks and you have the veterans that you have on your team, um, you know that's something that that you 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 can you can kind of it really doesn't bother you. I think looking at this game, I, I think that you got what's it, what they call him muscle hamster. Yeah, you have him back, Evans, and what I saw from Tampa Bay is that that they were balanced. That's just the way I look at it. I look at Tampa Bay and I say that they were balanced. Twenty-one for twenty-eight for Winston. Mm-hmm. All right, as a run as r- running the ball, you were thirty-five for one hundred and eighteen yards. Your defense clearly shut down. Um, your, your defense clearly shut down Seattle's offense, and I think that this is a game where home field advantage definitely played a part for. Tampa Bay, because if this game was on turf, I'm not sure that the outcome would have been the way that, that it was. So um, my head goes off to Tampa. I want to say they're on what, like a three, four game winning streak or something like that? Um, it's impressive. No, it's two. Yeah, what they beat the Bears, they beat the Chiefs, and they beat the Seahawks. And now you're looking at four because, I mean, they, they I think they have a legitimate shot of going into San Diego and, and, and beating the Chargers. Look at that schedule. Raiders, Falcons, Chiefs, Seahawks. Like, that's division leader, division leader, division leader, division leader. Four out of five games in a row. Like that's that's a hell of a uh, little schedule right there that, that they uh, that they won on, man. That, that's a tough that's a tough uh, one right there. And to come out of, to come out with three wins, that, that's not bad. You know, I, again, I said it all the time. At this point, I'm counting all this as gravy because I'm still one year out on my on my prediction for the Bucks to be making some noise. So I mean, if they were to somehow squeak into the playoffs this year. <laughs> That'd be awesome, and and I think all you've done is set the bar extremely high for next year because you mm-hmm. you know you can't make the playoffs this year and then not not make it the following year. Um, yeah, you don't have any cupcakes left. I mean, unless you want to call the Chargers, no, you never know no, what the Chargers no, are. But no, no, two Chargers games against Saints. the Saints, Cowboys, and Panthers. Yeah, no, not at all. You could perceivably not win another game. Very easily. Yeah, yeah. Like very, very, very yeah. easily. Yeah. But hats off to the Bucks. Hats off to um. Mike Evans, uh, I'm not concerned at all about the um, the Seahawks. Five points, so yeah. five points is very uh, for that for that offense. Yeah, like that's you know something to be alarming for. But if I'm a Seahawks fan, I just throw that I just throw that game out the window. Carolina at Oakland, good game, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. It was a good game. Carolina, panic button time, man. Panic button time been going on. Um, Jonathan Stewart had a good game this year. They, uh, excuse me, this game, he's been off this year, like big time. He's not been uh, the same. I, I don't know. A lot of that probably has to do with Cam. You know, <coughs> but I feel like so much of their running game was based off of Cam, and you know what holes they were paying people paying that he created mm-hmm. with that uh, read option that they're able to do. But um, Raiders, another victory, another another tough victory that they pulled out. I don't know how you take that away from them. They they just keep rolling. Man, can't can't take that away. Um, this is a good game. Cam Cam just still still doesn't doesn't quite look right. Love the pass he made it to again though. Yeah. Um, and it seems like that's the first time this year that we've seen that. Right? Exactly. I've been looking. I, I I'm thinking. I knew to again targets would go down once Kelvin Benjamin came back. Um, but I didn't think they would just ignore him all year <laughs> after, after you know the year he had. And all the success they had with him having that year. Um, but how much of that you think is what he did last year? His team's not going for it. 
know? Well, they guys knew Ted Ginn was fast before he came in the league. I mean, he was drafted like seven, yeah. and they thought that was pretty high for him. But, you know, based on, you know, his speed, they know he can make plays. He just wasn't put in a position. And last year he was put in that position. Okay, let him take the top off the defense. That means, well, Greg Olson and Kelvin Benjamin should be more open, and it should be easier for them to run the yeah. ball. If the safety's way back there, run the ball. All true. They have All they true. Put it, it just together. doesn't seem to be happening on, on paper. Yeah. Crabtree, amazing, man. Yeah, Crabtree's getting it done. He is. Mm-hmm. He keeps making, forget the numbers, he keeps making key catches. Mm-hmm. Like, his catches are, are, are clutch. When they need a catch, they go to him, whether it's a fade route to win the game, a two-point conversion. Like, he's doing it. Mm-hmm. And then you see my man, um, what's it called? His finger almost fell off. Comes out oh. a little bit and goes right back in. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I did. I did that same thing. I was telling them guys on my, on my sheet, man. This pinky never gonna be the same. Um, Mine's the same right courtesy of there. this guy. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> courtesy of this guy right here, who also doesn't know what the word touch means on a five yard <laughs> screen pass. I, I was an Elway fan. Yeah. Uh, question. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Um, are y'all counting the Panthers out? Because of their the yes, because the Falcons now have how many wins? <laughs> Falcons have seven. Uh, should, should be seven. Falcons are seven to four. Yeah. Carolina is four and seven. Three three games out with five remaining. But okay. Yes. Yeah, it would they take. Won't, I got you. They won't. They it won't would take a complete it. collapse. They won't make it because they won't. Well, I know. They, well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying for the sake of conversation. <laughs> they right. got to win a division. They They're always play Seattle tough. Okay, let's okay. see who's left. They always play Seattle yeah, tough. Seattle. They have one, two, three, four, five games left on their schedule. Out of their five games, they have to win four, and the only loss can come has to be against the Chargers. Mm-hmm. If they lose another NFC game, they got to go to Seattle and win. You're getting them in the eight. Now they got to well, come to Washington well, and win. Because if you look at the teams, I'm, 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 and I have to go back and look at the schedule. But if you look at the teams that they play, all right, if you look at the Redskins and you look at the Buccaneers, these are two teams that are fighting for a wild card spot. So when I'm talking about a team where with regards to, hey, you control your own destiny, mm-hmm. all right, what you can do, hey, if you just win four of these last five games and you lose a game to the Chargers, you still have a shot. You still need other people's help. Yes. But help. I'm saying I'm not going to look at this. I'm not going to look at this Carolina team, especially the way I, I, I just watched them fight against Oakland in Oakland. You talking about a team who has to fly across the country. Um, the way I saw them fight against Oakland, I'm seeing a team that still has a little bit of fight left in them. Yeah. And the fight with your middle linebacker being out, um, you know, they always play Seattle tough. You never know what you're going to get out of the Chargers. We have no idea. And if, and if they say they can somehow win these two games, you have no idea what type of mindset and momentum that they're building going into the Redskins game. So if I'm a Carolina fan or I'm a Cam Newton fan, um, I'm happy that I'm playing Seattle right now because this game right here is going to let me know whether or not my team checked out or not. If they play a, if they play Seattle tough like they have been the last few years and they're able to squeak out squeak out a victory, mm-hmm. I think the Carolina can possibly make some noise uh, down the stretch. Even if they don't make the playoffs, I think that they can get some victories in here that's going to that's going to drastically affect the playoff picture. Seattle at home, tough place to win ever. Mm-hmm. Seattle just lost to a Buccaneers team. You're not going to catch them slipping. They're prepared for you. Mm-hmm. They're going to lose that. They're going to be done. And the question is going to be, what? I'm, if, if I'm Carolina, I want to know what's, what's going on in Cam's head. And when they get eliminated from the playoffs, I, I, I'm real interested to see how Cam plays once they're eliminated from the playoffs. We I, know 
He does not like losing. And we know that when things don't go his way, he starts to pout. So I want to see if he plays through it. Yeah. I that, think that's I, what I want to see. I want to I want to see that once they're eliminated from the playoffs, what Cam Newton does. I think we're going to find out after the Seahawks game. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you. More. I really think we're going to find out after the Seahawks game. This is a game that they they should have stole and that they could have stole. Um, I thought Mac 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 was huge down the stretch and made a big play to score. Then come back and get get a strip sack. Um, that was huge. That pretty, that pretty much won the game for them. And shout out once again to the Raiders, the Oakland family. Oakland just continues to just man. They just you realize that I think the Raiders right now are still in the hunt for uh, home field advantage. In the hunt, they control that. I mean, well, yeah. I'm still going to stay in the hunt because we're still talking about the Raiders. Yeah. Right, and until right. that thing is is, is 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 locked and sealed, they still in the hunt. Yeah, well, so that's just. I mean, although they are the lead, I they really, control their I own. I can't wish. I want them to get home field advantage. I want so them bad. to get home field advantage. So they can just I want them the to first game that they got to play. I don't think they're going to lose the first. They're game. going to lose the first game. They got to play somebody. Pittsburgh's going to have to play somebody, and they're going to. Win and they're gonna have to <laughs> play, Pittsburgh, play Pittsburgh. Yeah, absolutely right. <laughs> hey, what's that next one? Um, New England at New York Jets. The Jets had some promise at the beginning of the year, and it just it went real bad real quick. And it's and I and I know that front office is, is saying we're so happy that they wanted to stare down with Ryan Fitzpatrick in, in terms of like we're not giving in and giving you. Deal and give me the money. Fitzpatrick actually played well this game. He 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 was. I was I was like, man, Fitzpatrick's over, Fitzpatrick's over there making some throws, man. They they should they should have won this game. He can make that. And the thing is, that's the problem with Fitzpatrick is that it's almost like the Jay Cutler thing. Like you know, he can make the throws and he can do it. And then as soon as you fall in love with it and you write the check, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, just kidding. You know, um, New England. When we talk about weapons, they got their type of weapons. You know. Deion Lewis coming back and he he's starting to look healthy. He's he's a he's a um he's a handful in the open field. Mm-hmm. He really is. And Tom Brady didn't look so good uh, for the start of the game. He, he calmed down by the end. I mean, the Jets were giving them all they could handle for for the majority of the game. Well, they 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 won the stare down with Fitzpatrick. Uh huh. And they they lost stare down with. With um Darrell Reeves, and I know they wish they would have won that one. <laughs> yeah, that, was an expensive stare down, right? that was an expensive stare down there, and Darrell Reeves is over there collecting checks, man, because they they actually play well, defense play well, and 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 the one person who you count on the most to make the plays was the one who didn't make the plays. Tom Brady's throwing at him like he's some kind of rookie or something, <laughs> and and he's letting he's letting anybody guys score on him, and you know after he's just walking off like he don't care, like I'm rich. Pretty much. I mean, like, got, this is the I game they could have won. Once he got a Super Bowl ring, it was like <laughs> yeah, yeah. money check, Super Bowl ring check, Hall of Fame check. Like mm-hmm. career's done. You know, <laughs> like everything else from here on in is just makes crazy. sense. I mean, defensive player of the year check. I, I've gotten everything you can accomplish. Like makes sense. I mean, call it a career now. I can't blame this on Ryan though. You know, Ryan played well, turnover free. This game, team should have won the game. Man. And if I'm the Wingers right now, my only concern is getting healthy. We, we keep hearing rumors about Gronk. You're gonna need Gronk, and you're gonna need Brady. Um, Brady missing two, or three game, th- three days of practice. That's not normal. So there's something going on with what it is. I don't, I don't know what it is, but there's something going on over there with him. And you're gonna need Gronk. If you can get pressure on him, man, it's 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 it's, it's, it's different. He he needs Gronk. The the the, the Patriots need 
getting thrown. Yeah. Um, getting back Deion Lewis is huge. Um, what they're able to get with the combination of Blunt and Deion Lewis and mm. even James White is pretty impressive. Yeah. You know, I, none of them together make the greatest running back, but the three of them together makes for one hell of a three-headed monster, which is what uh, the New England Patriots have done pretty much their whole career. Mm. I mean, when you're talking about a receiving um, running back, Deion Lewis is as good as it gets. And when you're talking about a bruiser, McGarrett Blunt's as good as it gets. So, you know, you combine the two and you pretty much got everything you need. Reminds me of, of I want to say, the Patriots' last Super Bowl victory where they had the combination of Corey Dillon and, and Kevin Falk. Mm-hmm. You had the big bruise and then you had your third down back. Um, the New England Patriots, um, <clears throat> it was a tough game against the Jets. They always seem to have these games where at least one of these games between the Jets is going to be, you know, you just expect the Jets to kind of hang around. It's just the way things have have, have, have gone on. Uh, with that said, you want them to get healthy. If I'm the rest of the National Football League, I'm hoping that the Raiders get home field advantage. Right. You do not want to come to New England in that hawk. No. Now, <clears throat> with that said, if you look at the teams who are fighting for the playoffs, playoff spots, Kansas City, Denver, these are teams that can come to a New England because they're used to playing in those cold weather games. True. But at the end of the day, with Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and the record that they have at Foxborough, you do not want to have to make it to the Super Bowl and and have to come through Foxborough. You yeah. don't want that. So nobody wants to wants to go go there. But like you said, the, the teams that you just mentioned mm-hmm. are teams that are capable yeah. of, of doing that. Especially when you got a a forty year old seventh round draft pick quarterback. <laughs> next, next second, he's going to be on the draft, man. Six, seven, 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 Pass catching tight end. Yeah, he, he picked it up late, man. He started off a little slow, but he, he, he does his thing. Yeah. Um, Chiefs Broncos, good, good hard fought game. Not much, uh, you know. It's not going to call it a shootout. Firepower down the field. These are two check down quarterbacks, especially Alex Smith. But you know, solid game. You, you get glimpses of Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas, and I mean, those are two really good receivers. They don't have a quarterback throwing them the ball, but those are two really good receivers. Yeah, Simeon ain't played too bad, but no, like you say, you know they they not dealing with you know an, an, an elite guy. No, not at all. But you know Denver's still a good team. Kansas City's a good team too. That team, you want to talk about worth the every penny? Oh my God, Von Miller! <laughs> watching that guy, man. the only the thing is, right when you're watching your normal television, you're like, this guy's on every single TV commercial. And then you watch the game, you're like, this dude is on every single play. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you were just getting all this Von Miller in your life, and it's like, yo, that dude is as advertised. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he, three sacks? Yeah. Ten, nine solo tackles? Four tackles for a loss. But hey, <laughs> Ju- mean, Justin, Justin Houston matched him all the way around. Four, ten no, tackles, was, ten solos, three sacks, five tackles yeah, for a loss, Justin and a Houston, pass deflection. Houston was having a game in his life. Yeah. They, I mean, they and what's his name kept talking about him. Uh, you know the guy, what the hell's his name? Uh, Kate, uh, Collinsworth. Mm-hmm. But Von Miller was, he's, you know, I mean, he was screaming, he wanted his money. And remember, uh, A1, we did the show with William West, and he was like, you don't pay a guy like that, you're tripping. 
That guy, Definitely true. He won in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And remember, you said well, if you're into that. Remember, you said if you're into Super Bowls. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said. Hey, is that what he said? He's like, yeah. He said, I mean, yeah. So I said, if you're into Super Bowls. He, he had his best game in the Super Bowl, and, and he won it. And, you know, in a league where there's Cam Newtons and there's Aaron Rodgers and there's Tom Brady's, yeah. Having a Von Miller helps. Yeah. Helps a whole lot. Yeah, he, he's. For, for my money, him and a healthy J.J. Watt, that's as good as it gets right there, but Trust me, I know our defensive line having two of them each side got us, you know, some Super Bowls. Yeah. I, that was my first time getting a chance to see the boy Houston and watch the entire game. I don't know if that's what he does on a regular or if he was just having a game of his career. No, nah, he's good. He was a monster, too. Yeah. He, was, he, he absolutely was matching uh, Von Miller, but that defense is, is real. You know, it's the, it's the closest thing we have to, um, to, to LG, you know, mm-hmm. watching and J.J. I, I don't want to disrespect J.J. because he's hurt now. Those, you watch those guys, man, and that's a hell of a luxury to have. You know what's funny? I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to this game because I didn't see the stats on this. But um, who, who was it on Houston's team that said that Judavian Clowney was the best defensive player they've seen when JJ is healthy? I think they're just bigging him up. Is he saying something in practice that we're not saying? He has been having a had a hell of a year. Um, I don't know how many sacks he got, but I know he's getting a lot of tackles for losses. He getting a lot of quarterback pressures and all. He didn't have a sack. He had to have a tackle for a loss. My guess is that he's yeah. a freak. But I mean, so is JJ, obviously. Yeah. These are guys that you play with that didn't quite. We wouldn't know. It didn't show up on the stats, and it didn't. But you're like this guy. If he ever got it together, like he dominates practice. The dude is just a monster. Well, you get those all the time. You get those all the time. The guys who, um, we used to call them all Hofstra. When, you know, <laughs> when, when he got just yeah, practice yeah, with the Jets, practice with the Jets, all Hofstra. <laughs> you know, out there in Hofstra's field, they good, but you put them in a game situation and and and, and they just don't show up. Yeah. Um, what is that? Sometimes it be man. pressure. The mics. <laughs> Not everybody can handle the pressure. The speed of the game is totally different. When you're in practice in, in a game, the speed of the game is different. You're not hitting. Um, you, you know, you're not hitting. Um, when you're in practice, I mean, you're thudding, but you're not. You know, you're not trying to. It's not game speed. Let me just put it that way. So some guys, when that pressure's not on and they know that, that you know, right now I'm not going to get hit hard, you know, it's all everything. But then when that thump come out there and, and it's time to really show up, they just they just, they just just don't do it. So people don't realize that they don't just roll a football out and then we just go out there and play. There's a lot of things. There's a whole lot of information that goes into things. When I step into the huddle and Tom Brady says gun spray right, 64 daggers, these stop alert badge on the last is ready to break, you get that one time. You have a few <laughs> seconds to process all that information. And if one defender moves one place, it changes all of your rules. If we just redeclare the mic, and MG, you and I talked about that, and we'll mm-hmm. have a show where, we, where I kind of break down just some of the football language and, and just kind of help people. Say that play one more time. All right, gun spray right, 64 daggers, these stop alert badge on the last is ready to break. You know, you get that one time in the huddle. Why thousands of people are screaming? <laughs> when you break the huddle, you only have a few seconds to identify the defense, wait for the quarterback to point out the mic, and then from there, you just got to react. And some guys just don't know how to process all that information and then just go out there and react. So you have guys who you see who have talent, but maybe they're on the bench because the coaches don't trust that they can understand and make the adjustments on the move that you have to make to be able to last in this in this game. So when you hear that, I mean, aside from, okay, what he, what he got to do in establishing the mic and all that or listening to any kind of checks, regardless, 
you guys can't move until molasses. Molasses would be like a, you said. Uh, you said on molasses. Yeah, that molasses. You, that's the snap count. Yeah. So it's almost like one. It's almost like two. Um, I don't want to get into too many details mm-hmm. of that because you know I don't want to get into too many details mm-hmm. of that. But like these are all things. Football is it, football is like this. It, it's life. Everybody, when you wake up in the morning, you do these three things. You have an alignment. You have an assignment. You have a technique. Where do I go? What do I do? How do I do it? And the same thing. That that's that's football. Mm-hmm. I get in the huddle. I get my I get my alignment. Once I break the high, well, I get my. I'm sorry. When I get in the huddle, I get everything that I need. Once I break the huddle, it's on me to go out there and apply the information that I've been given. Mm-hmm. And some guys in game situations, they just they just they just can't do it. When when you're thinking about what to do, it slows the game down for you. When you're confident in what you're doing, I'm sorry. When you're thinking about what to do, the game is moving fast, too fast for you. That's when you get hurt. But when you're confident and you know what to do, you know your assignments, it slows the game down for you. You hear that play, dude? Yeah, I did. <laughs> that's crazy. But that's, but that's the thing. If you, if you, because you're hearing it now, if you're hearing it all through training camp, if you're hearing it every day, then it becomes. It's, yeah, I just know. Like he, just like he remembering it right now, this many years later. Mm-hmm. Nah, I mean, I get it. Um, You still don't move on? Yeah, but I think we just started this one. We didn't even talk about this yet. Yeah, we ain't, we ain't do this one. Green Bay, Philly. Hey, here's here's what I'm alarming if if I'm Philadelphia. This is what the only thing I'm taking from this game. We, me and you, DJ, have been talking about Green Bay for about three weeks now, in which every team they play scores at will. Mm-hmm. If I'm Philadelphia and you score 13 points on that defense that we've been seeing, mm-hmm. that's a problem. Let's start it off. It started off. I'm, I'm telling you, you know, our friend Kevin was a Philly fan. I'm like, man, y'all ain't going to score. Don't worry about it. They start, <laughs> they, they start off just throwing right down the open receivers, you know, all night. But then, I mean, at some point in time for Green Bay, and we, we talked about this, they got to go in there. Mm-hmm. We got to, we got to fix this. I mean, haha, Dix, I think he, 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 he just came back. He got an interception. Peppers, I think Peppers had two sacks. Um, and you got Clay, Clay out there making plays. Clay got knocked out the game, came back in the game making plays. Um, at some point in time, Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Nah, nah I agree. But um, still, 13 points on that defense that everybody else has had no problem with at all. I mean, just moving up and down the field like there's no problem. Um, We knew – I'm going to call it what I see it as. Carson has hit that rookie wall. His last couple of weeks have been rough. Um, not saying that he's changes your projection of him or anything of it. But, you know, as sooner or later, as that tape – more tape is out there of you – People are starting to pick up on your tendencies. Um, the Eagles receivers, this game wasn't as bad, but they have, they can't catch the ball to save their life. Right. Um, you know, they, it, uh, Green Bay eventually had to win. Yeah, They're not just going to keep what, losing. That's what, I, that's what I really, you know, attest this to. I mean, they just caught them. They just caught this team at a bad time. A team that's, that, that need wins. Mm-hmm. tired of losing. Mm-hmm. They got, you know, like Aaron Rodgers said in the media, you know, he's always so cool. You know, we didn't run the table. We're coming together, this, this, and that. And that's what happened. They they still didn't run the ball great. They ran a little better. But Aaron Rodgers is out there being Aaron Rodgers. He's making the one, the second touchdown, the throw. I don't know how many people's making that throw. I mean, like, he's the he best wasn't, in the he business, wasn't even open. He's the best in the business, he man. He wasn't open at all. He just basically just handed the ball off in, in Devontae Adams' hand. And he out there just making plays, scrambling. Catching guys down the field, running for first downs. Even when you have containment, he's running for first downs. Then you know it takes a lot out of you. 
real quick. Did you see the the joke? I'm assuming that somebody posted in in the sports talk with the question of is Darius Sproles gonna in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> I didn't see that. Unreal. Because uh, last night, I guess they posted a stat where he's fourth or fifth all time in. I think he's fifth. No, fifth. Yeah, crack the top five all time in total yards. Sort of like is he a, is he a, um and he's only and the person said he's only two hundred yards behind Steve Smith, you know. So da 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 does ridiculous total <laughs> yards. Steve Smith has ten a thousand receptions. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean. So and then the guy may, proceeded to mention names like LT and uh and uh and another Hall of Fame like Jerry Rice or something. I'm like please stop. Yeah. Darren Sproles is a Hall of Famer. Hilarious. Just thought I should mention that. Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, comedy. Um, Lamont, you have anything to say? Green Bay is still in the hunt for their division, and I hope for the Redskins' sake that they don't win it. If anybody but Detroit wins this division, and the Redskins lose another game or two, just another game, the Redskins aren't going to make the playoffs. So this Green Bay team is a team that I'm paying attention to, and I really hope that the Lions win it. But that said, Aaron Rodgers, and as long as Aaron Rodgers is on the field, yep. that's a dangerous team. Yep. Absolutely, 100%, because that is also a team not loaded. He's in the same boat with the, uh, Andrew Luck yeah, and, yeah. and, uh, I forgot who was the other team we were talking about. That team is not talented at all. Yeah. It, it's just not, you know, Ty, Ty Montgomery is the fill-in for everything. It's like, he's the backup everything, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> he's the running back, he's the receiver, he's the slot guy, he's the wide guy, he, he's just everything. And the thing is, I'm not even sure Ty Montgomery is really that good at any of them. He's not bad. No, he's, he's not, not bad, bad yeah. but, you know, when he's like your most dangerous weapon, you know, like your secret yeah. weapon, it's like, wait till we hit him with Ty Montgomery. Like, yeah, uh, like that, that's not going to cut it. I, I would, I hope that they get one of these freaks in, um, for Aaron Rodgers, man. It's going to have to be in the trade, um, unless they overpay somebody. You got, you get somebody to come out get of him. Wisconsin. Yeah, no, <laughs> you're right. You're right about that. But, but I wouldn't be selling Wisconsin. I'd be selling Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right. Uh, that's last week. Go ahead and get into the, that's all of them, right? Yeah. What's, um, what was the records? For last week, fourteen and two for MG and Lamont. Say it, say it again. Fourteen and two for Lamont Ooh. and MG, and thirteen and three for DJ. Whoa. What about the week before? Because we didn't tell us that last week. Those were good too. Thirteen and three. I want to say for both of y'all. He sent it in a text. I forgot what yeah, it was. Uh, it was thirteen and three for me. It was something. It was ten. It was and four for you. I think he didn't see. And I think Lamont was twelve and four. That's some good records there, man. Actually, no, I think a lot of those games actually were, uh, pretty good picks though. Go ahead, cause Lamont's gotta get out of this, run through them. Okay, well, let me, let me, let me ask one question before we get into the picks. The one I forgot about earlier, I was gonna ask, I thought of it. Um, do you think the NFL has, um, oversaturated? As uh, far as the Thursday They were talking, games? they were, who, why was that a comment? Cause somebody, somebody brought it up. Uh, I think it was Martellus Bennett, was it? I'm not sure. I, I heard, did you hear that today on one of the shows? I, I did yeah. hear it. I did hear it. Like playing on Thursdays and sometimes Saturdays at the end of the year, and you know. it'll be Saturday. So I just want to jump in and say I just think the games are bad on Thursday. I think if you had uh, marquee matchups, I don't think it would be an issue. But the games are just not compelling teams that are. Sometimes playing. you can't control the injury. You assume a game is going to be good, or sometimes you try to give equal opportunity to like small market teams to to be seen. I think that's the, that second one. I think is what they are, which turns out to be. I feel like you're seeing yourself seeing a lot of Browns games, Rams games. Titans games on Thursday nights, which aren't jack, which aren't good. But go ahead, Lamont. What do you think? I think it is it's oversaturated. Too much, it's too much football. Yeah, you're getting football on on 
Friday, Saturday, I'm sorry, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And I'm talking about just as a football fan. You like get college, college, you're getting, college, you're getting, you're getting NFL in college on Thursday. Mm-hmm. You're getting college on Friday. You're getting college on Saturday. You're getting NFL on Sunday. You're getting NFL on Monday. Mm-hmm. Really? Just it's Tuesday and Wednesday off. <laughs> and so and if you just look at just football alone, Thursday night football was a great idea because of the way that it was set up initially. It was a thing that was more of a Thanksgiving thing. Um, and then as I guess NFL Network started coming around, it would be something that you would do on the holidays. You may have Thursday nights and you have your occasional Saturday game. But when you have a large part of your ratings going up because of a lot of people who are just playing fantasy football, and let's just deal with the reality. A lot of people who play fantasy football probably know absolutely nothing about the game of football. Mm-hmm. Um, they're willing to gamble, put their money in. There's nothing against that. It's, I'm sure it's good for business. <laughs> but when you it's an understatement, but yeah. when you but when you have but when you when you when you have a whole lot of football, now you have this whole concussion thing coming out. Now you're talking about how you're trying to protect the players. I'm telling you, as a player, nine years after you play a solid game on Sunday. You're not right until Wednesday. Some positions are okay. If I'm a cornerback, and uh, put it this way, if I'm a cornerback and I don't want any part of contact, <laughs> kind of like what I was speaking about with the Washington Redskins, then I could play a whole game and come back Thursday and I should be okay. Because I'm really, the only thing I'm doing is running. It's like going out and just playing a pickup game of basketball. Mm-hmm. All right. And I'm not talking down on basketball, but this I'm is just the down reality. Cornerbacks. Yeah, yeah but this is just the reality. <laughs> but if I'm a lineman, I'm a running back, I'm a linebacker, I'm a safety. I'm a, I'm a safety that that's 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 really in there. My body, your body doesn't get right until maybe Wednesday, Thursday. So to play a Sunday night game, and then have to turn around and play a Thursday night game. I mean, come on now, that's too much in the body. So it's, that's what you're attesting to, because I because some people say, well, Sunday is just supposed to be football day. This is the all over since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. Sunday is the day, and it feels different. Just just as a as a you know, us watching as it feels funny just having it on Thursday is what, is what they feel like. Not even, they wasn't even mentioning guys' bodies. Yeah, no, no, he went there with it. But, I, yeah. I mean, one, I think that needs to be taken into account. Absolutely. Obviously, you know, that needs to be taken into account. But I always thought, I think the Thursday thing, not a fan. I like holidays. That, to me, it's a feeling in the air. It's like snow, Saturday football. You know Christmas is coming. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. It's it, it's almost like the carolers outside singing. Like that's I like Saturday football as a treat. I like Thursday football as a treat. It's no longer a treat. It's standard. You get it every single week, and I don't think that's as good. You, you know what I mean? As when you get sat, it used to be when you saw football on Saturday, you knew the season was about to end. It's probably some <laughs> snow on the ground. Might be missing some school one of these days soon. It was a seasonal thing. And now I do think you're getting it. And, and more times than not, the Thursday game isn't good. Um, and it becomes a bad product when you start off the Thursday night isn't good. And then when you double back down with a bad Monday night game. So it's like started off the week with a bad game and you finish the game up and you finish the week up with a bad game. It is a lot of football. It is a lot of football and it doesn't seem special anymore. Well, for me, I mean, what if it's a good game? I mean, if it's a bad game, it's a bad game. For me, I mean, I, I could watch, I could watch football every day. Um, there's not a lot of games in the season, and people who are football fans, they just want to see more. Now, Sunday is still the, the primary day. We're getting a lot of games on Sunday. Um, but like, like it used to be, you know, we can only watch games of whatever games they put on TV. 
whoever is our local team. But now when we got, you know, direct TV and we got all our TV set up and we playing fantasy and we, we're fans of the sport. We want to analyze all the games. It's hard to do that at one o'clock at one o'clock. You got five, six, maybe good games. And I'm trying to figure out the best three games to put on my three TV setup and have the previous for the next game. That's good when it goes to, when it goes to a commercial. And it's hard, and especially when my Giants playing, I'm, I'm looking at every play and I'm looking at other TVs, but it's hard to really analyze every single game. And I don't like the distribution of, it'll be nine, ten, one o'clock games, and yeah. three, four o'clock games. Yeah, yeah that's terrible. Yeah, but only, <laughs> the only <laughs> good so thing about that is, sometimes too. We know, I know I can have all the, all yeah. the games on, cause, you know, depending on who's at my house, it might be, you know, I might have, you know, the game from last week, like, a Redskins game, an Eagles game. Who was that good game? Um, it was um Atlanta and Arizona game. I want to see, but somebody's a San Fran fan, so they want to watch San Fran against you know yeah. Miami. And you know Raiders on another TV. I might not get a chance to see games that I, I really want to see. Only way to solve that is more televisions. That's my that's all you. <laughs> that's my motto. <laughs> more all televisions, right. but I I do. I mean, I do enjoy being able be, being able to watch games on Thursday because I, I just want to see. I just want to see games. Um, I'm not a fan. Especially man. to me, it's like an app. To me, it, it, it actually, because what hurts is the Thursday night game and then not having a game on Friday. That's for, and then having that little break. You know what I mean? It's like somebody gave you an appetizer and then gave you a dinner the next day. Right. You know, like you that's know, how I feel. The same, but just like, just like for them guys who play on Thursday who, <laughs> who bodies, you know, might mm-hmm. be a little sore on, on, um, com- coming to that game Thursday. After that game Thursday, you'll have more days off before you play again. But like for example, um, excuse me, Diggs, Stefan Diggs was injured, and because they played on Thursday, there was no shot of him playing on Thursday, yeah. where he would have been able to play on Sunday. But once they once they decided they were playing, and same thing with Andrew Luck, once they said he had a concussion, you knew he wasn't playing on Thursday. He got a concussion on Sunday, you know what I mean? So certainly wasn't playing on Sunday, but he would have been able to play maybe if it was a Sunday game. Like Go ahead, let's got, get to the picks. We got Dallas and Minnesota in two games. I'm looking forward to that. I ain't got to worry about the morning. I'm gonna go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to go Minnesota over Dallas. Um, Atlanta over Kansas City. Oh, I hate to say this. Um, New Orleans over Detroit. New England over L.A. Denver over Jacksonville. Green Bay over Houston. Um, Cincy over Philly. I'm going to go Baltimore over Miami. San Francisco over Chicago. Oakland over Buffalo. Pittsburgh over the Giants. Redskins over the Cardinals. I'm going to go Bucks over the Chargers. And I will go Seattle over Carolina. And I will take the Jets over the Colts. I'm almost unanimous with that. I said one or two things, but the first like ten, you all on the same page with that. But go ahead, Boogie. I know you gotta get out of here, man. We'll see you next week, brother. All right. And uh, thank you for dropping that, uh, giving us that insight there with the play calling and talking about the, uh, you know, the plays and stuff like that. Appreciate that. Adds a lot to the show. No problem. No problem. See you next week, brother. All right, y'all have a good one. All right, take it easy, brother. All right. All right. So us, Dallas, Dallas, Minnesota. I'll just keep rolling with Dallas. Oh, they're gonna lose one of these. I don't think it's going to be Minnesota though. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Give me, give me Dallas too. I mean, going to Minnesota probably is not 
easiest thing in the world. But no, nah, they they can't score to save their life. Yeah, they can't. Kansas City at Atlanta. That's a tough one. Kansas City just came off a loss. They're a much better team at home than they are on the road. Atlanta's pretty good at Atlanta. I, I think Atlanta might still be undefeated at home. Give me Atlanta. Give me Atlanta too. New Orleans at home against Detroit. New Orleans. New Orleans here too. New England at home against the Rams. New England. Denver at Jacksonville. Denver. Denver. Houston at Green Bay. Green Bay. Green Bay. Philly at Cincy. I'll, I'll, I'll take Cincy. Sure, why not? Miami at Baltimore. Baltimore. At some point in time, is Miami going to win seven in a row? They just keep playing. Time I got it, yeah. Seven mediocre teams in a row. Yeah, sure, why not? I'll give you Baltimore though. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a, a real. They got a real defense. Yeah, they got to play against. Baltimore. San Fran at Chicago. That's a tough one, there, buddy. I'll take San. Fran. I'll take San Fran though. Cats been looking good, man. They 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 getting close. Yeah. Buffalo at Oakland. Hmm. Give me the upset, buddy. I I would go there if if they were in Oakland. I, I mean in Buffalo. I mean if they was in uh, Buffalo. Yeah. Um, I can see Buffalo winning this game. Uh, give me Buffalo. Oakland's not just going to win like fourteen games. <laughs> Realize that's the exact same argu- argument you were making about uh Carolina last year. I won fifteen. Um, I reluctantly take Oakland here. You know what's funny? A one. That's a real good comparison. That Carolina team and the Oakland comparison, where they both just kind of came out of nowhere and did just steamrolled it, steamrolled the NFL. That's because nobody saw Carolina last year. They weren't even supposed to be in the playoffs, especially after Benjamin went down. And, I mean, I thought Oakland was a sexy pick, but damn sure wasn't a 14-win pick. Yeah. Um, that's a good comparison. And they are. They're, yeah. No, they're, they're, they're definitely running through the NFL. Give me Buffalo, though. Giants at Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh-oh. How many times we... I don't know how many times we, this has happened. <laughs> man keeps tight records, DJ. What you talking about? Man? Giants at, at Pitt. Yeah, it's tough. Give me Pittsburgh. Hmm. Pittsburgh needs it. <laughs> yeah, so does A1. <laughs> um, Pittsburgh does need it. And I do, I, and I do want Pittsburgh to, to win their division. Um, I want Pittsburgh in that playoffs over there. And <laughs> take take care of somebody, knocking somebody out over <laughs> yeah, there. Huh? Yeah. Um. At Pittsburgh, this game could go. It could go anyway. Um, Pittsburgh's defense does not look good this year. Yeah, they've looked good in a while, actually. I like our defense. I mean, I like oh. Avion Bell's coming back to form, though, man. Yeah. If if, if if anybody does it, it'll be him out of the backfield, don't make making things happen out of the backfield. Um, and you guys can't run the ball to save your life. Pretty good. We can't run the ball. Um, hey man, we got six in a row. Give me New York. Emotional. I, I, I can see us. I can see us. Emotional. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be over there. I wouldn't be pissed off. Emotional. If we lost this game at all. Um. <laughs> emotional. Emotional. Washington at Arizona. Washington, man. Give me Arizona. I'm so over Arizona. Like, I mean, I had such high picks. They were so good last year. 
this weekend, this week, this week, this week might work out this weekend because even if we take a loss to Pitt, I feel like Washington might still lose to. Remember last Arizona. year we were comparing Arizona and Carolina to the to to Golden State because the guys weren't playing in the fourth quarter. Like Carson Palmer <laughs> was sitting out in the fourth quarter because they were because they were beating teams so bad. It's a different year, man. Yeah, definitely a different year. Tampa Bay at San Diego. We're, we're playing good. We're playing over our head, as we far t- as I'm concerned. San Diego. I'll get and emotional really with you. I'll yeah. take Tampa. If you're going to pick That's your team, I'll, I'll pick mine. Yeah, but your your team, I just pick San Diego for the hell of it. I really don't even know. Right <laughs> I'll take Tampa Bay. <laughs> Carolina at Seattle. 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 Stick a fork in Carolina, man. Especially considering Seattle just it, they had, they might have had a shot if they hadn't just lost to us, but they're going to be on full attention. They just lost to the Bucks, and then they don't lose at home. And then they're going to do this to us Monday night. Indianapolis cool. at the Woo. Jets. And can you imagine if if Luck doesn't play? I feel like the NFL has to step in. Luck. <laughs> <laughs> like either Luck plays or you give us another game. Like even with Luck playing, that's a tough one. Yeah, man, they can move. They can move New York and Pittsburgh to Monday night. Jeez. Yeah. There's a couple of those other games that could have yeah, been that, that. That'd be my guess. I would take that. I'd take Washington, Arizona. I'd take Carolina. Um, excuse me. You can, you could have flexed um, Carolina, Seattle. They already Sunday night. Yeah. So they already got prime time. Jets and Colts. That could be really ugly. If, um, if, in the, if, if luck plays, give me, give me, um, Colts. If luck doesn't play, I, they should cancel the game. Nah, he's that, just. You'll, you'll definitely got to can- uh, text me on that one to remind me that if Luck plays. Too. Yeah, if Luck plays, give me the Colts. If not, <laughs> really, you like the Jets that much? The Jets nah, are awful. I don't like the Colts with Luck either. Yeah, no, nah, I don't either. But the Jets are bad. They got three. The Jets are bad, dude. They really are. But uh, yeah, okay, I'll text you one. That's a bad game. Anything you want to say before we get out of here, uh, DJ? Yes, sir. All right, thank you everybody for listening in. We appreciate it. It's been a great show. Um, if you need a chance to listen to the whole show, listen to it on Google Play, um, the TuneIn app. Just type in Player's Voice Barbershop. It'll be right there. The video is available on Player's Voice Facebook page as well as Demar Johnson's Facebook page. Again, everybody, hope you have a good week, and we'll see you back here next week. Be safe.